What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yo, it's your boy Rick Bell, and when I want to hear some real shit, I listen to Conceited Nobody. They keep it 100. Couple of nobodies. You should fucking listen to. I just caught the 40, I might let it bang on them. I might rip my heart out, pour out all my pain on them. I might wanna shine, cop a couple chains on them. I might wanna stun and pull up in that range rover. Half a pint of Steak and shake. What is steak and shake? There's one on Jericho, right? No, it, no, isn't it only on the West? Wait. There's one in the city. What There's is, a steak and shake in the city in New York? Let's start yeah. from the beginning. What is steak and shake? <laughs> it's like a fast food, uh, free tea steak. So wait, you find it on like so the you West take, Coast. So you take me to a fast food restaurant? I mean, we, we eating anyway, right? Yo, if it's steak and shake, though, you wouldn't be so mad. It's steak and shake. It's like, um, what's that? On, 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 um, like In-N-Out. Uh, like In-N-Out, yeah. Yeah. Oh, In-N-Out okay, flavor. Okay. You know, I had In-N-Out burger when I went to California. It wasn't that That's what you get What? Really? It, 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 I was, mm, the fries were like, mm. Get out. The burger was like, mm. The fries weren't that great. But the, fri- the fries are. I like them. Skinny, skinny. I hate really. those fries. Or is that steak and shake fries? Nothing really be- skinny. I don't think nothing, nothing beats McDonald's fries. No, steak and oh, shake. Yeah. Steak and shake has the crinkly fries. Nothing. No, I not steak and shake. Shake shack. Right. I'm okay. sorry. Shake shack has the crinkly fries. So, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, as much as we try to cancel them out, yo. Five Guys fries are Five Guys. The yeah. unlimited, endless. Yo, yeah. fuck Five Guys five fries. Guys? I hate their fries. You, you have unlimited fries. You never had it's the. So did you have the Cajun ones? It's still oh like it's an obscene amount of fries that offends me unlimited, and upsets me that I can't enjoy it. I'm I'm over it. Five Guys has unlimited fries. Pull my cord. That, that that I'm not really sure about unlimited, but they do give an obscene amount of fries. Like it's it's why that's like, part of their uh, value. Their shtick now and and the peanuts. Listen, oh, you're complaining that they're giving you too many fries. Yeah, because you can't eat it and then you end up wasting it. And why would I? You know what? I I don't like people like you going to right? restaurants so much. Oh, so I need to take 15 people to Five Guys with me? I don't eat that many fries. Yeah. Right. So every time I'm going to Five Guys, it's got to be a class trip. I take, I the take, burgers just for me with the fries is for everybody. <laughs> fries on me. I take my coworker to like a local like like food spot, uh-huh. food spot, and then like they give you like big portions when they give you food. Mm-hmm. This dude's gonna What's tell the him like oh, I don't know. it's one of those like <laughs> you know Maria Incorporated. Mm. Like you know what I mean? It's it doesn't have it doesn't really have a name. It's like a, a whole So wait, wall. there's nothing there's nothing on the um the storefront? No, nah, it really isn't. <laughs> 
it's like you know, if you know what you know it. It's like where the day workers go to get food and stuff. Okay, they'll pull up okay, whatever, whatever. Okay. and they have like the trays out, you know, mm-hmm. and they have like little <laughs> heaters on the bottom. But they give steam you good tables. portions, steam tables. Yeah, okay, they, they give you good portions. My coworker's like, yo, yo oh, and it, uh, the portions are too large, yo. Uh, why the, I'm like, yo, man, shut up, man. That. You got lunch and dinner, <laughs> right? And, and it's cheap. You take stuff home. Like, We're at the count. Long Island Soul. He did, he did that too. Long Island Soul. I know that one. I saw Franklin Avenue. Long Island Soul Food. I don't know. It's great. And when when they give you, it's a Haitian soul food. Fusion, Haitian so food, so yes. food, Haitian food fusion. I didn't even think that Haitian can be also soul. Yeah. Of course, we're most soul. I, I just, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't think that those those two c- would combine. So I spoke to the owner. Shout out to my zoes. And shout out to my zoes. I spoke to the owner. He gave me the oh, backstory. Oh, you're just shame me because I'm the only one that's not Haitian. No, no, just because you're trying shame. to throw shade. You, you Gina Rodriguez shame. in Haitians right now. I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. You low key Gina Rodriguez in Haitians. So I didn't know Haitians. You know, I know. Just that working I, working in the city, I really miss just like regular cook food. I feel like a lot of the food that I I I eat in the city is like like digging or witchcraft. Witchcraft. Or, yeah, you gotta like, relax. It's it's just it's a bunch of like not like no witchcraft witch- is no witchcraft is actually the name of a restaurant. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh yeah, no, I, I wouldn't talk about like, so I, I gotta relax. Then. I gotta relax. It, right, settle down, settle down. But no, it was it's it's a bunch of like hipster new age. A lot of veggies. Yeah, it's super trendy. And I I tried to find this Dominican spot, which I did. I found that it wasn't that far from where where I work, but I ended up ordering chicharron de pollo. And it was just like, uh, flavor-wise, it didn't hit. But I miss... Finding like local, just re- like like somebody's grandma cooked it in the back. So you'll like Long Island Soul because Long Island Soul was a um, was a Haitian restaurant mm-hmm. on Franklin Avenue in, in uh, South Hempstead, mm. but that's a predominantly um, Black American neighborhood, and, and the owner said it wasn't doing well. So what he did was he hired a soul food chef, smart, and mixed it in with it with everything else. Smart. So they do like a Haitian soul food fusion. So you okay. get Haitian rice and beans with yams. Mad rice. Mad rice, but they give you mad yams, <laughs> but they'll do like the Haitian turkey wings and you'll be able to get like with American mac and cheese. Oh, they have Creole. like fried, they, they don't do Haitian fried chicken, they do American fried chicken because I think mm. Haitian people don't, I, I don't like Haitian fried chicken. Yeah, Haitian fried yeah. chicken is like peel the skin yeah, off, it's yeah, mad yeah. bland. Americans know how to make fried chicken. Yeah, I'm not even going to yeah. front, y'all, y'all going to hate me, but I am not a fan of Haitian cuisine. I feel like yeah. everything mm. is like, it, like, when it like, when it comes to grill, or when it comes to the turkey, or when it comes to the to to anything else, it's like little chintzy, little <laughs> dried pieces, and then everything else, anything pasta related, always has hot dogs. <laughs> Stop well, adding hot dogs to yeah, everything. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> the views expressed by <laughs> yeah, right, Cassandra, Roni oh, in the we're middle. Recording? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the Haitian food in Haiti was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can believe that. And the Haitian food in restaurants is different from the Haitian food in people's houses. So your experience mm. going to grandma's house on Saturday is going to be different from... Okay, gotcha. You know, but I hear what you're saying, though, with the portions. I don't... You know, I had a conversation, too, the other day. Like, I don't understand why all the Haitian restaurants are so damn expensive. And why why is it that, you know, Spanish, Spanish can do the hot trays and... Uh, no, not, not even that. How come there's no franchises? You know, there's right. like there's no Haitian restaurant. Like franchise. there's no Mama Quail, the Haitian restaurant. Like mm. that's just like I mean, that's easy. like a golden cross. I They're, think Good Taste had a chance, but then no, they, they expanded. Haitians are too arrogant. 
So are Jamaicans, but but we have two. We have we have uh, Jamaican flavors and also I'm speaking into the mic right now. We have Jamaican flavors and we also have uh, Golden, Golden Crust. Crust. So yeah. honestly, J- J- Jamaicans are probably worse than Haitian. Nah, I mean there's a certain. I mean Jamaicans are. I mean in my experience, I mean aggressive, aggressive, okay. combative. Okay, but not all of them are necessarily arrogant. I think West Indians are. Haitians, no matter what but where they come from, oh man, you know they they swear their shit don't stink. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a, no matter where they mm-hmm. come from, like mm-hmm. you might find them, mm-hmm. and even if they're refined and well educated, but there's a whole arrogance to them. So you, you know, I think it's a lot of pride. I think what when West Indians come here or Caribbeans, I'm going to say because West Indians are different than Caribbeans, but I think when Caribbeans come here, it's like we have, we we have we're kind of on our own so we have no choice but to have a sense of pride amongst each other Jamaicans are prideful Jamaicans will hang a flag anywhere I, there's this dude that lives by my block where he hangs it in the back of his like Acura sign you know like, he has the Jamaican flag everywhere but it's 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 like a, it's a combination of a sense of pride and also just like a, a sense of like worth because a lot of people honestly a lot of people would like to be West Indian, so it's like you kind of wear it as a badge. Why do you say Haitians aren't West Indians though? They're not, West Indians are culture. You're, you, you're, I mean, if you're referring to the West Indies, that's not Haitian. Haitian is is a French background. How would it be West Indian? The, the West Indies is a region. It's it's an area. But it's also a culture. Okay, but when you say West Indian, it's referring to the geographical location of where the islands are located. That also doesn't include Haiti. Absolutely, Haiti's, Haiti's in the Caribbean, but it's not West Indian. I, I can read it for you right now from Wikipedia. But if if you want to talk about that, if you want to talk about that area, then Trinidad and and Guyana is closer to South America. It's not in that Caribbean area. West Indies is a region of the North Atlantic Ocean in the Caribbean that includes island countries. And Are you looking waters. this up right now? I'm looking at it as you're saying this to me. <laughs> I, honestly, I, you know what? I guess it might just be a, a sense of how I feel. I feel like to be in the West Indies, you have to have Indian culture. Nah, that's, no. that's, that's bugged how, out. That's, that's how I see it. That's bugged. I, I, mean, I respect. You understand why it's called the West Indies, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, because they of were Columbus tri- and well, okay, he mistaked it for India. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he thought all that was India when he first got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So any, everything in that region, because he never he never stepped foot on, on in the U.S., mm-hmm. in the continental U.S. Mm-hmm. He was only in those areas. Mm-hmm. And then he came back. So He's they, like, I know y'all call it purple. Then, I'm going to say it's yellow. I'm going to say it's yellow. <laughs> Fuck it's, it. It's purple. <laughs> For me. <laughs> y'all say what y'all want to say. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> I ain't no school teacher. <laughs> I mean. No, but. You got Google, though. Because you definitely put me in my place just now. <laughs> no, because I've heard people say that Haiti is not part of West Indians. I'm like. I'm like I, but the funny thing is, like, I'm Jamaican also. And I don't feel as though Jamaica is, is West Indies. Because it's it's culture based. And West, West Indies to me is to have an Indian background. And Jamaica doesn't have that. Jamaica's English. Well, Understand that all these terms are the mis- are from the mistake of a white man. That's right. True. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, because he true. thought he was in India. Right. <laughs> absolutely true. So, you know what? I dismantled my entire argument. You are absolutely correct. <laughs> so, it's, you know, this, none of this represents our culture. Because I think 
with the with Haitians and Jamaicans and Cubans, what really connects us all is our African roots and our Taino mm-hmm. roots. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know who did a? Have you guys seen John Leguizano's thing? On, Not yet, but no. I've heard it all on Netflix. Uh, on Netflix, no, on, yeah, la- Latino history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Couple of things he says towards the end, as far as Latinos being the the most decorated in the military. I don't have to go look at that because I've heard the most I, decorated de- in the military. De- decorated uh, Latinos being the most decorated, the most present ethnic group in every war since the American Revolution. Nah, and, and I was just like, ah, Something come on, John. Don't sit right, nah, <laughs> Johnny. Nah. He said, yeah. Yeah. He said Latinos. He said Latinos. Yeah, I'm gonna pull it. Matter of oh, fact, I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna get my, my audio bad. together. You know what's tricky? Let's talk about that. Actually, yeah. Let me. Do you consider Haitians Latino? No. no. Yes. They're French. They're Latino. Yeah. Oh, from a technical, I consider Latino. I wouldn't have believed it either. They're, look it up. Because yeah. it's probably island of Hispanic. Afro Latino. Oh, because Latino. it shares the island. Mm. Okay. Well, you it, know what? That, I, I find that to be so well, disgusting. Well, well, here's the other thing, though. Well, Why? Honest, no, not them being Latino. That, but what is like? I and I went to DR, and I feel like when when we were traveling, like we were hovering around the area, you can legit see the difference of the two sides of the country, and it's disgusting. Yeah. It's like one side is like completely brown, the other side is like. Fl- oh. Oh, that's because of for, um, forestation, deforestation. I mean, I, I, but yes, but also I think it's, it's it, that's also politics. Like it's absolutely because of politics. Because you know more than that, it's, it's deeper than it is deeper than that because of, because of what politicians have allowed. You know, Americans and other companies come and deforest and and mm-hmm. um, cut down those trees, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why Haiti sees a lot more devastation during hurricanes. Yes, because the forest is yes. what was a natural yes. barrier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's no initiative really by the Haitian government or funding to plant these trees and regrow. You know what I mean? But yeah, absolutely. When you're in Haiti, Haitian people are mad political. So like, <laughs> once if you can I get somebody so to get to become, remember we had a conversation with the painter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the painter yeah. was telling us about. Ice D and because what what we got from America that Ice D was like a hero in Haiti and this and was like, a person no no I'm talking about our, our experience as being Haitians in no, America we said Ice D Ice D is yeah it's a person Ice was okay. the president oh, um, yeah, he was the what's president. his whole name um Ice D mm. yeah he, he was, was the president, president in Haiti during the nineties right mm-hmm. and he was a, his big thing was he was a priest he was a Catholic priest who became president and so he was seen as representing the people and, mm-hmm. and we got into and when he got into that position. Everybody was like, oh, he's representing the, the struggle of the poor. Mm-hmm. And so it was a huge movement to have this guy who wasn't aristocracy. Like Obama in 2008. Yeah. Yeah, but even lower. It's like imagine your corner your corner preacher who came from nothing and mm-hmm. the people championed him to be president. Mm-hmm. But things turned So <laughs> the way the way we understood it was the way he said it in the US, that the people championed him to be president and that he was like this great thing. Mm-hmm. But the way he said it from Haiti was that when IC came into power, he said, Look at you poor, you have no money, right? But if you look up the hills, all the rich people have the money. You know what I'm saying? So if you were to go and take some of their stuff, it would be it would be equal justified. It would be equal playing field. Okay. And and he said in the beginning, people thought it was great. It was like, mm-hmm. yo, you know, oh, yeah, because these rich people, sort of like the environment that we're in now. Like, oh, the wealthy, they're evil, the evil, the third, the 1% is yeah. the second third. And these were like, these weren't like, these were like wealthy, wealthy people at first. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? People who had like land, land, like t- tons of land. And he said, what happened was, you know, the people went in and they started taking shit. 
and then a lot of a lot of Haitians started fleeing to the U.S. in the early '90s. A lot of like wealth wealth to do Haitians, and as these wealthy people left, they took their industry with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there was nothing to take after a while. So after well, beyond that, it was it's a little more sinister than that because they're leaving and they're leaving the company and they're folding their businesses up. So the so the people who are taking uh-huh. are now creating a greater feel of unemployment because now you know and i remember that in the early 90s mm-hmm. a lot of haitian people i don't know if you remember there was um the, the church over here it was doing a lot of kidnappings in the 90s too you know kidnapping and um you know you guys don't remember that I, no, you know, yeah. Yeah. there's a church over in here in the late 90s bethany no not bethany. um over there pastor sam pastor Girl, sam church i was young back then <laughs> yeah. I, well, I didn't know politics and then, back then. was, no, was it his daughter like, um, I don't remember mm. who it was, but it was, I think it was his daughter. Okay, I'm not gonna mess the story yeah, up. Yeah, but, it, but um, long story too long. A child oh, got. Oh, so you could Google the West Indies real no, quick, you, but you can't Google. This, this is hood shit. No, this, this is neighborhood shit. So long story too long. A fam, a, a family member's child got abducted, and they, you know, they held him for ransom, whatever, and they paid the ransom, but they killed the kid anyway, like oh, nailed back the white parts. Oh and this is during that time period, during that, like, so the guy said when Ice-T came to Haiti and he created this culture of taking the stuff from the rich, mm-hmm. people started to do it. Those people started to leave and that created a deeper unemployment, right? And then what happened was once the rich people started leaving, they started looking at mid- middle class people. Because mm-hmm. now, you know, now it's like we, we, we have no more jobs now and I'm not looking at anybody that has money. Mm-hmm. And that created more problems. Now you had, like, the mid-level people, the guys gas station owners, the store owners, and those people, they started fleeing the country too. Mm-hmm. And then and then what happens over time and then when the, when the um when they were gonna getting ready to burn down the um the the, the president, the state president there was a coup. Right. And then Bill Clinton sent like army rangers out there to, to, to spell a coup to fly him out and Definitely then to bring it back. That, yeah. that was a reflection of the people realizing that this guy convinced us and he said also not to not cut off his magic, but he said in doing this because he created this 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 environment where you didn't where you were saying that you shouldn't have to work if you if you don't have something go take it people stopped working and created a welfare state and a lot of people he said um the culture of Haiti shifted cuz i hear my parents talk about Haiti mm-hmm. and the Haiti that they talk about Haitians were like super hard workers you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. my my great grand my great great grandmother built you know a house on her block in the late 1800s, you know, and then passed that house down for every generation. Every generation, they they bought a house, and eventually, like somewhere in the mid 1900s, they owned the entire block, like two houses and three hotels. Mm-hmm. You know, just passing it down, like from you know, like that's generational wealth. Yeah, that's you know what I'm saying. And some and somewhere in the 90s, you know what I'm saying. Well, shit happened with my own family, but he said in the 90s for the most part. The culture of Haiti changed, and people started started begging more mm-hmm. and not having losing the will to work, and then you know the people revolted against hate uh, against Ice State. Oh yeah, know, they mm-hmm. were like, "Yo, mm-hmm. you fucking this up right now." You right. know what I mean? Like this is crazy. But then the U.S. I guess because the way it was being fed to us was that he was a hero. But when you talk to somebody on the street that was there, it was like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, yeah, that's like two hours telling us that. I find that a lot amongst West Indians in general. Like, I mean, me being Jamaican and also Trinidadian. Trinidadian kind of stands on, on its own. But I find with Jamaicans, there's a lot of, like, lack of will to work. Like, a, a lot of... As, to, as soon as you touch down in, in Jamaica, somebody's asking you for something. Somebody wants, like, your shirt, your purse, your this, your that. Like, I would, I, I enjoy, Jamaica's one of the, the better third world countries. I I agree, yes, but also just amongst West... I'm, I'm taking away my separation. The West Indies. Amongst West Indies, West Indians in general, I find that there's this kind of idea of always... 
It's, it's deeper than that, though, right? Because from, from a from a financial standpoint, I know with Haiti, Haiti had old France like eight billion dollars for like but, years. Yeah, I mean, but right? that was that was systematic. So that understand that if, if you're not allowing these islands to build any real capital or industry, mm-hmm. where and are these also, people going to work? Their export was a hell of a lot higher than their import. <laughs> like they did that on purpose. Like they for them to export, they they got robbed exporting, mm-hmm. and for them to import, it was like three times as much. Like Haiti was, I think was just basically mainly because you like we have the nerve to get independence <laughs> basically so it was just like because of that we're going to find another way to to get you but even even with Jamaica you see like you know um Jamaica has a lot of great like companies you know um they make the uh what's the Mountain. yeah they make the uh, the Blue the Mountain coffee we also export uh cherry wood and they make the soda too uh, which really big oh, ting ting mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. like all dg all DG products, yes, DG, DG yeah, products. DG. So yeah. Jamaica is a little different, and you know you don't see as much in Jamaica because mm-hmm. people have jobs and opportunity. At the end of the day, if you want people to get off the street, you want them to get jobs. Got to be jobs to get. Period. Right. You know, the U.S. has three hundred thousand unfilled tech jobs. You know, we we Seriously. yeah, it's it's the number grows every year. You know, because these jobs are really like you know specific and you need people in them. But I didn't know that the, the opportunities out there in some of these third world countries, there's zero opportunity. Like you know, there's no like unemployment office you go down to. Right. There's no uh-huh. like you know what no I mean. Workforce one. Workforce yeah. one. You know what are you gonna do? Yeah. You know so. But yeah, but you have no opportunity to you ha- you only have the opportunity to rob and steal. But I would also admit, like you said, the culture of Haiti is changing simply because a lot of people... Um, there was one uh, like documenter, I guess that's the word, that you, or journalist or whatever, that was saying that they were going to Haiti to teach them how to farm on their own, and a lot of them just would not accept the... Because Haiti, Haiti wasn't... isn't. Haiti, the, the the propaganda that Haiti's been a poor country since its existence is not real. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Haiti, Haiti's been a struggling country for a long time. But you, like, we've heard stories in the 40s and 50s mm-hmm. of how Haiti was like this lap of luxury. Mm-hmm. You know what really? I'm saying? Like yeah, Haiti for it years. Beautiful it was like a tourist attraction, everything. Okay. You know the idea. Um, you know, I was reading, I was doing some research the other okay. day. So, um, what we thought was patient zero wasn't actually patient zero for AIDS. Right. But was this white dude from from France? He was a pilot. He really got it from the Democratic Republic of Congo, Zaire at the time. Okay. Uh, AIDS came from comes from a monkey, and they say that whatever. Oh, so right, it was created in the lab. That's legit. That's, that's legit. Yeah. They did the, the, the genetics for AIDS to see where it really came from. Is the lab or the monkey? The AIDS comes from most of those major diseases comes from like animals, and AIDS comes from um, SIV, which is in chimpanzees. So are we saying that this pilot fucked the monkey? No, everybody always goes to that. Am, am, am I allowed? Am I no, they they saying that they ate him. Yeah, you can oh, curse. They say that every, every time I tell that story, everybody always goes to oh, so they fucked the monkey. No. <laughs> Yeah, they can eat them too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because most of the time, when you think like if they cooked it, then that would have been no. no. Unless they, I mean, unless they. It was like mad cow. It's like mad cow disease, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could still get mad cow from cooking it. Yeah. Right. So, right. Not, not, That's true. I guess. Right. What's the other one? Um, the chicken disease. Um, avian. Yeah, avian. Avian. You can still get that from kicking. I'm sorry, um, cooking. I'm sorry, what yeah. disease? Avian, avian flu. Avian flu. Like all kinds of yeah. diseases. Oh, even no, if you oh, cook. Oh, but I thought AIDS. Once you cook it, it went like. No, but SIV is the is a is a virus that comes from chimps that turns mm. into AIDS mm. when consu- when in our bodies. That virus, that SIV virus, oh. when exposed to our bodies, becomes HIV, oh, which then becomes AIDS. Yeah. You know, so they did a, they did a genetic study to find that because for years when I was a kid, 
oh, AIDS came from Haiti. That was like the, the thing. You know what I'm saying? Really? I never heard that. Because this dude, what? this pilot, never what? Heard, this, I've never heard that. Hold on. This, let me pull up this guy's name. You and this Google. <laughs> I, I, honestly, that That, that, that never, was the whole propaganda. Like, yo. Me. Yo, that was the thing. That's why nobody wanted to be Haiti. Uh, nobody wanted, nobody wanted to be Haitian, Haitian. in the, the cool 80s thing. and 90s. Because yeah. they were saying that AIDS came from Haiti. Guten, Gaiten Dugas. He's a... Um, he was a Canadian flight attendant. That's, but he's not really patient zero because AIDS actually goes back to the 1930s. I, I, I went to a real deep dive. I, I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? AIDS goes back to the 1930s when Democratic Republic Congo was actually Zaire. And um, it was in control under, under Belgium. Under, um, the Belgium government controlled it. And it was okay. like a... It was a financial capital of the world at the time. They were trying to build it because colonies were starting to end and they thought that this place, this Zaire was going to be the new New York City or whatever because mm-hmm. it was it was a major port. So I'm still doing a deep dive to see really where it came from. Because like, I feel like, because they, they say that, they the it said that they believe that Africans with well, the local indigenous people started eating chimpanzees and that because SIV has been around for for a long time mm-hmm. in chimps you know what I'm saying so it's not a new phenomenon they've chimps have mutated it and it's become other things so they I'm, I'm like Africans in that area that lived in that area probably have been there since like forever mm-hmm. right. so I'm sure they knew not to eat this motherfucker you know right. like what's that what's that Aki. Like when you go to Aki, Jamaicans oh, yeah, know yeah, how yeah. to cook Aki so it's not poisonous. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Raw is poisonous. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So culturally you would know that. So I'm right. like, mm-hmm. so who the fuck ate the chimp? <laughs> Somebody said, yo, don't eat that chimpanzee. And he was like, man, nah, fuck nigga, that. I'm going to eat that shit. I'm hungry. <laughs> and caught and, and, and HIV started. Right. So wait, so you really don't think that it was it was in a lab? No. I, I'm, ah. I think if, if it wasn't a lab, see, I'm, I'm still playing that angle. So I'm, so I'm like, so 1930, because that's also during the rise of Nazi Germany. And the Germans were known for going okay. into Africa. Was that World War II? World War II. Oh, yeah. So during that late 1930s area, Germans were doing a lot of exper- human experiments mm-hmm. in Africa. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, it's the internet. So honestly, long story like- too long, but he <laughs> went to Haiti from, for, from France to Haiti. He, um, Haiti was a, um, a gay sex tourist spot. In the in the fifties, in that time period, what? I'm telling you, yeah, it was. Haiti was was a a sex uh... was a sex tourist spot for gay males in the fifties and sixties. Oh, I'm dropping some science to y'all today. You know that? Yeah, there was a lot of pay for play in here. A lot of pay for play. Jamaica is actually the current gay sex tourist spot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. it used to be Haiti. Gayton Dugas. Um, so he traveled to Haiti, had sex, you know, unknowingly, whatever. He called it the gay cancer. He was like, oh, because they say years later, he, when we didn't know it was HIV, he was saying it was gay because people were having sex with him. And they were saying it was gay cancer. So he leaves Haiti, comes to the U.S., and he's the person that brings it. Mm. to the United States mm-hmm. you know getting the Dugas. only reason why I say that there's a possibility that that it was made in the lab is because when you really look at um when you look at the the crack excuse me the crack epidemic mm-hmm. and how it was purposely put in our neighborhoods it's like it's kind of hard to say that the government would not be behind and it sucks because like when you say government it's like that's it's kind of like but you know I would be, say that but you know how they're doing these things it's not a project of people going out there looking for this information. This is people. This is as a, as a, uh, a product of blood banks, ancestry.com. Okay. All these people sending this information. Now you guys realize when you guys go to these blood banks and do these things, you're you're contributing to a big cesspool of data. You know what I mean? And they're able because they we've mapped the genome, they're able to look at genetic strains and see where this person. Now I'm not saying that 
it wasn't made in the lab. But if it was made in the lab, it was made in the lab in, 19, in the 1930s. Okay. Because that's the earliest time that we see cases of HIV. Mm-hmm. And then, so now it's trying to find why. Why would right. they make it in the lab? So, but, that's, but it's also a reason to... Um, to uh, population control? Yeah, thank you. Population, population control. control. I feel like a lot of things that are done is I really th- population control. I think the fact that it's in nature is nature's own population control. Okay. I, I can respect that. So it's a little you know bit of saying? column A, a little bit of column yeah. B. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can respect that. If it's weaponized by humans, then I definitely agree with you. But mm. just as a whole. Because mm-hmm. when we, once we invented medicine, we kind of like perverted nature. Like taking Tylenol is a perversion of nature. Like, like if you get yeah. sick and you take medicine to heal yourself, like you're perverting. Like you're supposed to either we're supposed to be dead at forty. Yeah, most of us. Yeah. You're supposed right? to either heal from it or die. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when we started inventing medicine and doing things like that, we kind of like changed the the ether of, of things. You know, we got smart. We we're like, oh, we're not eating chimps because you eat the chimps. <laughs> You get gay cancer. <laughs> you yeah. can't just drop ether and not talk Ooh. about Nas. Yeah. Like, you, you, you can't drop that name and not. <laughs> but I see what you're saying. It's like we kind of we we kind of recreated our future, like with with medicine, pretty much. Yeah, where yeah. yeah, and now the conversation. Um, not to pivot, but I'm I'm talking too much. But <laughs> the idea that we're living that by the time we get to be old old, right? Because we're like the 30s and 30s and new 20 now, right? But by the time we get to be in our 70s. We'll probably be a large community of people in our seventies, more yeah. so than we have now. Yeah, exactly. I'll agree with that. Yeah. And then we're going to be looking at try to how to live better in our seventies. So there's yeah. probably going to be people living into their nineties mm-hmm. with a different quality of life because of technology. I always find it funny. That it's like I feel like our grandparents. It was it was either cut and goes. Like either they died young or they died super old. But the people who died super old, like say for instance, my great grandmother, she was ninety six. She smoked every day. She mm. drank every day, and it was Let just a like, good life. Right. Like my father, my father was I probably shouldn't put that out there. But my father was getting cigarettes for her, and my grandmother kept telling him like, "You stop giving it to her." He was like, "She's been smoking it all this time. If she stops, then that may be the reason as to why she dies." Mm, like right. you know, like don't don't don't, don't knock a good it. thing. Exactly, yeah. don't knock a good thing. But it's funny just looking at the life that they live. It's like, how did you live to ninety six? Well, number one, what is it? They say uh, was it the number one cause of death is life. Mm, okay. Right. <laughs> so that shuts everybody. Conversation done. I mean, the, the, part of it is also genetic predisposition to certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, so as yeah, we, slavery did some great things for us. I mean, it sounds crazy to say it that way, but to a certain extent, yeah. All right, Kanye. No, nah, I mean, like, slavery was a horrible <laughs> institution, I'll, I'll but from it. a genetic level, uh-huh. but as far as from a Darwinian standpoint. For, for about four five hundred four five hundred years, those that weren't strong were killed. I mean, it's, it sounds fucked up to say it that way, but that's pretty much what it is, right? I mean, you have what's called the law of unintended consequences. Mm-hmm. You'll do something and you think it works in a vacuum, but there's other factors that are going to play into this equation, and you haven't really thought about it. So, and essentially, if you look at all the people, black people particularly on this side of the Atlantic, we're the best of breed. We're the best of breed, right? I mean, yeah, especially if you come from a slave country, pretty, we're pretty fabulous, right? The slaves who made it, they had to be the smartest, the fittest. Mm-hmm. They had to be. They had to be you the ones that were able, that right. were the most adaptable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we had an autistic kid, they were gonna die. Mm-hmm. Think, of, yeah. think about your ability to code switch today. How you can seamlessly go through two different personalities at work or at home huh. in your community, <laughs> and it never, it never, never even think about, never it. even think about it, right. even. Culturally, how you can go from your Jamaican accent, Patois, to mm-hmm. American, and never even like mm-hmm. that's conditioning. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But I feel like everything that we did as black people was always survival. Like, say, for instance, I was I was talking to a girl uh, the other day, and she was pretty much saying that perming our hair was survival. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then when she, when she broke it down, it made so much sense. It was yeah. like, yo... It, uh, our hair meant if we were getting a job or not. You're right. But yeah. And it, it was it was survival. Of course. Like we had to we had we had no choice but to fit in. But a lot of things that we do on a regular day to day basis, like um, you know, are the way that we carry ourselves, the way our clothes, our shoes, like everything is a form of survival. But that's that's any species though. I think I, I don't think white people have it the same yeah. though. No, that what it is is they may not be as conscious of it because it is survival at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. They just happen to be in an environment. They they're born into an environment where the game is already set for them. Okay, right, and they may, and I'm not blaming them. You're born into the environment. Oh. You're and white people into. have that cultural nuances too. Like right. no, oh, no, you might come in do. with like overalls and and oh, no, a flannel shirt, do. right? And yeah. the suit wearing white person gonna be like, mm. uh huh. There was a girl who who I was talking to about hair because everything always come back to because my hair is fabulous. <laughs> Anywho, she was pretty much saying that um, she showed me a picture of her when she was in high school and mm. her hair was like black and super, super curly and, and, and you know, it, her hair was beautiful. But then she said that she needed to fit in. She, she didn't want to be an outsider. She needed to change her hair because she had to just fit in. So now her hair is like blonde and straight mm. and stuff. It's like, so like bring it back to what you said. They all have their, their, their issues of nuances also yeah. that they have to like fit into the north. They just want to blend so right. bad. Everybody wants to be, wants to belong. I'm a too loud. No, no, it's just the mic is pointing that way. Gotcha. So I just need it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants to belong, you know? So yeah. I, everybody wants to survive. That's I mean, true. You know, whether whether you're belonging or not, some people have the benefit. Maybe they're quirky enough or they're talented enough to where they don't need to blend in mm-hmm. and they can do their own thing. That's everybody's right. dream. For most of us... Belonging belonging is a part of the survival type thing. Of course, right. yeah. Yeah, 100%. I like to, to be completely different. Like, my whole thing is just, like, playing against the green like I want nothing to do with it's hard to though in that you... quirky category then it, like, yeah, yeah but I don't I don't make enough to, like, to like, mean... at, like at some point I do I do fit in but I try to do it with also my flair I, okay. guess, I guess that's the best way to put it so right. it's like I don't walk around being the norm like if I want to wear a pair of colorful socks over my, my jeans I'm wearing my colorful socks you may not like it but that's your business. Like I'm pretty sure, Jess, you know. There's many yes. times where you see the things the that I put Scott on socks and the skips. Right. And the, yeah. I think. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think, indiv- I think individuality mm, in, in, this co- okay. in this country is like impossible because everything we really? do. Think about it. Everything we do, there's copies of it. 
Everything yeah. you have on is copies of it. It's not like when you, uh, from a travel perspective, where you were made a garment that was specifically made for you. You can change that though. You can change that individual I have, statement. I have a couple of pieces that are yeah. People handmade things and saying, they yeah. put things together that you nobody have, else would put together. So yeah. no, yeah. no, no. But you know, you, you have to look for it. Yeah. No, but even you think about people who wear all types of weird clothes or just layer things that don't go to get like no one else would do that so you're pretty unique for walking around the street wearing like but even everything you put on is a reflection of an advertisement somebody enticed you mm. to get that you know as opposed to clothes and garments being made from like specifically for you mm-hmm. right I, mean, I went to a, uh, I'm sorry no no go ahead I went to um, a speed dating in, in mm. Brooklyn and I had met this guy from Pakistan and mm-hmm. he was telling me that there's a lot of well, everything that they make like on an everyday basis is made for that day and that specific time it's never worn again so he was saying that there's a lot of just leftover clothes that pakistanis they or just i guess i would say arabic culture in general they just don't wear it again so they have a lot of leftover clothes i was telling i was like start a business and start selling your old clothes like because there's a lot of people that would love to wear saris i know for damn sure you i will wear a sari in a heart a sari a sari is it's like it's a um it's an arabic Arabic, excuse me. Um. <laughs> Arabian night. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's, it's. I don't want to say just Muslim. It might be no, because it's Hindu, Hindu culture. Persian, yeah. but it's, it's like it's like a garment. It's like Persian, a, it's like a long dressish yeah. type. Yeah. 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 I feel like I feel yeah. like we're like a body line. Yeah. I hope okay. that nobody comes back. This yeah. like, yeah. Of drag, the culture, drag, like no, man. no nigga, y'all well, said that. Well, wrong. tell us, tell us. I can see to nobody. Let us know exactly what a sorry is. <laughs> they, don't, they don't say Arabic or the overseas. Arabic. Well, they don't say Arabic. I don't mean like that. But I'm meaning like when they refer to themselves, they'll say Persian. They'll say, well, yeah, African if they're from Jordan. They're from, or they'll say the country that they're right. from. Right. Well, yeah. the breakdown is also more specific to them. They're aware of it. They're aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got henna the other day. Well, you can still see some of it. No. Nope. But I got henna. No. Nope. <laughs> A little bit. Um, no, okay. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Anywho, so I, I got henna done the other day, and there was this guy. I thought that it was uh, the girl who did it. She was Pakistani, and she was Muslim. So I thought that it was only for that region. But then this guy, I was I was at Whole Foods, and he goes, "Oh, where'd you get your henna done from?" And I was like, oh, "I went I went to Queens." Blah, blah blah. This girl, he goes, "Who like what was the nationality of the girl that did it?" So I told him that she was Pakistani, and he said that they do it in his culture also. Or they do it in his his native um, country, but he was from Senegalese and then as soon as I got back to work like I was googling like Senegalese henna artists like I didn't know that that was something that was also in West Africa and what'd you find when you googled it I found that there's no place in New York that does it yeah, alright <laughs> everything started from Africa Right. Yeah, yeah, that's Motherland. true. Other people take take credit, but I was so amazed to think that like I would love to have a West African West African person do my henna. Like I would love nothing more than that. But I found that it's more so known in like Indian cultures. That's where okay. you can find. Well, it. But that's also like dreadlocks. Like dreadlocks have been known for a long time to be in Scottish and Irish culture. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like it became associated. And not, not say that black people don't have it. And Rastafari culture doesn't have it. But Scottish warriors were known for having dreadlocks. They would okay. just let their hair grow and it would naturally kink and tighten up. Were they black? No. No. Like, <laughs> like Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You see okay. it in the old, like, when you do Vikings, like, movies, you'll see them. They'll have, like, the, they look like, like, like dreads, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. That was the thing. Because hair naturally locks. Yeah. That's, it naturally does that. Yeah. And so, Especially when you don't I, wash I it. I thought with white culture, you have to actually, like, 
like force it. They never washed their hair though. And oh, they, this is this is like twelve hundred okay. BC. Okay, okay, right. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So every every culture has its own spin on something. Mm-hmm. I think. You know? I hear a lot of a lot of things with dreadlocks. It's like it it the re, the way it started or the region from it is is a bunch of different stories. Like I, I saw this girl. She was teaching her class that um, dreadlocks has the the meaning dreads because when they came to like like from the West Indian culture and when they came to America, they thought that it was dreadful. So they so they ended up calling it dread lock, mm. but then also I hear about the Dred Scott case, and okay. he was a Rastafarian. You know they you know the whole story. They made him cut it. They made him cut his hair and all okay. that good stuff. So they ended up calling it Dred Locks because his last name was Dred. So it was the Dred. Okay, like I didn't the, know that. So I don't I don't really know where the authentic like like the etymology it actually, of it. Right. Let's Google it. Comes from since we have Google. It turns a really bad Google spiral. <laughs> right. It would be like you be you up at like two o'clock in the morning like dreads dreads. Come from dreads. I, I think as time goes on though, I think we'll figure it out because right now we're documenting everything. This is going to be known mm-hmm. as like the, the great document period like when like when we first started writing right everybody started writing everything down like when, when, when okay. conscription first happened people started writing things down and it was like tons of documents being made mm-hmm. but with books you could they can be destroyed this and a third with the technology though once you put it out there it's it's out there mm-hmm. but then also the the negative part about that is that there's a lot of false information so you never agree. really know what's what's true so yes there's a lot of in, there's a lot of information out there, but you have to have a proper source because you'll you'll never know what's. what's but even true. even with that false information, the reason why you know we were able to see those ads from the first election because mm-hmm. Facebook Facebook got greedy. You know, Facebook uh, <laughs> until Facebook got you know random people wanting to do two hundred thousand dollars ads. You know, and because there's no real government oversight, there's no real responsibility to the nation that they're operating for. It's like we can just take this bread, all right? Because they know. And then, and when they start going through these ads, and they start seeing these things. They, there's, they'll, they'll, like Mark Zuckerberg, he'll testify in Congress and say like, "Oh, we don't know and not bullshit." All right, nothing goes through that machine that can't be read and understood. Mm-hmm. And you know, right. humans make this. You right. feel me? So it's Facebook. But I think cream rises to the top, though. I think eventually, you know, the the truth always like it's like a biblical scripture, like it's like revelations where it's like the miracle of it. It's like the truth is always gonna come out. Mm-hmm. You can't fight it. You right. Know what I mean? Even with propaganda, it's done in the dark will come to light. Pretty much. <laughs> look at look at all the nations that try to live in, live on lies. Soviet Union, you know, mm. um, um, Roman Empire towards the end. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like Roman Empire fell, but it didn't just fall. You know what I mean? It fell like a like for over like over the a, course a, of like twenty years. Over the course of like two hundred years. Oh. You know what I mean? Well, it, had a, it had a series of bad emperors. You know okay. what I'm saying? People that you can after Caesar died, all the um, people after that became like monarchs and kings, mm. and then they had they had a good time after that. But I think um, there was a certain time period. What, what was his name? Caligula around like Caligula, and then then Rome. Yeah, Nero. And then Nero. Right. After Nero, then you start to see like the selfish approach. You know what I'm saying? Where the leadership became more of a um, nepotism. It was like, yo, I was born into it. How do you have that at the top of your brain? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Johnny Five. <laughs> yo, because for, for the first half of our, for the first 10 years of our lives, our parents never let us go outside. Oh. <laughs> we, we read a lot of encyclopedias. I see. Lots of it. Because so I, I would not have that at the top of my brain. Right. Social skills are shit, though. Yeah, so social skills. <laughs> that took years to work on. Yo, I applaud y'all. Because we've had conversations about these things in depth, gotcha. so I can point to be like, "Yo, you know," because we talked about this. You know what I mean? Don't, don't point to me because I'll let you down every time. 
<laughs> but it, it takes time though. So I think you know ultimately, cream rises to the top. Mm. And okay. as long as we protect the rights and privileges, like your rights to your freedom of speech and all that other shit, and it doesn't get perverted. We were just saying this, like politics needs to get out money needs to get out of politics you know yeah absolutely absolutely and that's that's the same thing with um was it alan ame i I forgot what oh man floyd flake right he he was a politician (laughs) that went into religion and then it's like Mm -hmm. you know you you know that wasn't he like a singer (laughs) no no he wasn't a singer no i mean he might have sung in church man with cedric (laughs) he might have sung in church (laughs) I was just asking a question. <laughs> what you think about Jesus? <laughs> Jesus. No, Floyd, he didn't have like a a, a a career in music prior to no. I knew I know that he was he was a dean at a at a college for a little bit. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But he he ran for office though, right? Yes, he did. Okay. Did he but that's what I'm saying. It's like for for the simple fact. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't. I don't no, think he did. Didn't he? No. Did he what? Did, did he, he win? win? Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. He sat he sat in the seat for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but the simple fact that you decided to get out of uh, politics to then become a, a, a to then become a, a pastor is like I'm not. I'm not. I feel like that's money based. I'm, I'm not going to say that. I, I, I think, and they've always like there's this list that they put out of the top ten most psychopathic jobs, right? The the positions that tend to attract the most psychopaths, and clergy person and politician are also on that list really yeah because the, being a psychopath isn't a bad thing or a good thing it's just a question of how you look at the world and how you're wired I mean we, it's, we automatically jump to say that it's bad mm-hmm. but being a psychopath or being a, a sociopath or they call it antisocial personality disorder mm-hmm. it's just a question of how someone looks at the world a, a psychopath, a person suffering from go. chronic Here mental disorder with okay. abnormal or violent social behavior okay and then sociopath. You know, I always have a problem remembering what these things mean. Yeah, sociopath tends to be lower on the list, but those are older terms. They call them antisocial personality disorder now. A person with a personality disorder manifesting mm-hmm. itself in extreme antisocial attitudes and behavior and a lack of conscience. So, wouldn't, wouldn't that also be autism? No, no, no. no autism tends autism to, is more like a learning. Yeah, um, it's also social, like developmental type. You thing. tend to be closed off to the world. You see the world. You see the world the way a four-year-old would. Okay. And you, you might still be intelligent, but you're very, like, you're in your own bubble. Okay. A sociopath is somebody who people who do shit and have no remorse for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You feel know I me? Mean? Okay. And a psychopath is what? So, um, people who have extreme violent behaviors or extreme. Violent social. I can never remember that. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. Chronic mental disorder with abnormal or violent social behavior. Mm. So, so here's the thing, right? So you said you said that you have your own misgivings because he went from the pulp. He went from the podium to the pulpit, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the issue with that. Number one, both positions you have to be charming, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be somebody who's good at working with people. Okay. You have to be somebody who's sociable. And those are also positions that you're really in custody of other people and the idea is you're there for their benefit. So it's not so much that he made the move from one to the other. It's that the the man was, I'm not saying, I don't know him like that. It would, it's a question of, is he shaky from the get-go? Okay. 
right? Because if he's a right. good politician and he's of a good heart, he might say, you know what? I'm tired of this. I want to go lead my flock. Was he a good politician of a good heart? I'm Ooh, not talking about to- <laughs> Well, Floyd Blake was elected in 1986. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, he, and he stayed in office up until 1997. Okay. So he so was about January 3rd, 1987 to January, November 17th, 1997. And his um, office sat vacant for about a, a few months. And then his understudy... <laughs> Guess who that is? Leroy Comrie? No. No? Gregory Meeks. Oh. Oh, Oh, That's right. That's right. Gregory Meeks. Who now sits in office. And has been in office. 1998 to current January 3rd, 2013. Gregory Meeks has been in office since I've known myself. So I'm sure whoever Gregory Meeks is grooming right now is going to be the next person to sit in that That's that nepotism. I don't like it, personally. Mm. Because it's it's just, it's one person being in power for all the time. So, like, we ask for this change and we want this, you know, to see a difference. We ask for the change our parents and grandparents. Yeah, you know how hard it's going to be to convince those church folk not to vote for this person for the last 10 that's who they know. That's their, that's their blood. That's their, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. their soul. You caught the Holy Ghost on that one. Huh? Oh, no. <laughs> they, they catch the Holy Ghost. Yes, like, they do. They, they, it's like the blind loyalty. It's impossible. It's an, yeah. You guys would have to come out and vote. We would have to, there's enough of us between mm-hmm. ages of 18 and 40 to say if we came out and voted them, because they're not winning these elections by big numbers. They're winning it by like five, three, 4,000. That's right. true. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So if you were able to, sh- you wanted to shake shit up, get 10,000 people come out and vote for you. But to be honest, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's very I'm, possible. I was, I was going to say, I'm very proud of us as millennials. I'll say like, there's a lot of things that they always say negative about mill- millennials, but Honestly, the primaries were not a yeah, big deal last... when I was a, when I was a kid. Not at all. Like we, I barely saw my parents vote at the primaries. Now it's like primaries. Putting all that business out. Primaries. Has, <laughs> right? I'm sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> but now you see a super long line for the primaries that yeah. you never. I you. It used to be crickets. So if we wanted to unseat Gregory Meeks, this is the time. Well, this look, is the time to be able to do it. Now, now here's a question: Are we unseat? him because we feel he's been there too long or because he's bad and we gotta be careful I don't think he, I, don't, true, yeah. I don't think he's bad I haven't oh, oh. I've been doing a lot of reading trying he to, hasn't done anything that's the thing he hasn't you, really done anything you're not, you're not oh, bad you you're not good to like go to jail for something <laughs> I'm not saying that he, I'm not <laughs> saying that he hasn't for, for crack he, he hasn't no, sold, no, he hasn't sold like, out like he still stands up for black people right when okay. the situation mm-hmm. comes out but it's only a certain group of black people mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and I don't think and I'm not saying that I mean he's he's representing his voters people that come out and vote for him I don't and because it's always been that church community mm-hmm. they don't really try to reach out to us right. those that don't come into those to, it to the pulpit it reminds me of the black uh, the black caucus in 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 um what's that show uh uh oh god what's that show with that guy who who was he was caught oh the guy who the yeah that guy of state. Oh, oh that um that guy it's the Netflix show oh uh, um, House of Cards House of Cards oh. I feel like it, I feel like Gregory Meeks and all of them Greg, <laughs> Gregory Meeks and them remind me of the Black Caucus in that show where it's absolutely. like they didn't really do much but absolutely. they always like was there but absolutely you know <laughs> I mean those those are the same guys that signed the Clinton crime bill exactly you know what I'm saying and those was are there the, for stop and frisk those are the same guys mm-hmm. that told you to pick up your pants mm-hmm. when hip hop first came out mm-hmm. those are the same guys 
generally those are the same guys that would low key vote for Trump. Those are the mm. same ones that want to, you know, close close the clinic. They 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 think women should be doing this. Right. Those are the ones telling you, well, you, well, you, you know, well, a woman should uh or a female. <laughs> they was the same ones saying that we were what was it? We were uh uh a criminal to ourselves or something something like we're not we like we we weren't allowed to to speak for ourselves. We were um. I'm having brain farts today. I'm sorry, guys. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. It was the Clinton administration pretty much saying like we were a harm to our... Really? <laughs> we were a harm to ourselves. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And it's like... I mean, these are the people... What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That ultimately, like, when you talk to talk to uh, people in the hood and they'd be like, oh, yo, the system, the Senate, third, these are the people that they're upset with. But they don't want to get out and vote against. Mm-hmm. You know, you could put somebody up. Everybody can. I mean, it's 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 like, man, it's like a gang set could put one of these guys out of office. <laughs> For real, but you get enough evil because New York State Laurel L gang, Laurelton. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, because <laughs> yo, if you look at, think about Roy Wilkins, right? You're gonna tell me. What got to be at least two, one or two thousand people that go through Roy Wilkins in, in the summertime for that stilly, stilly thing, right? You know, uh, the West Indian Day Parade, you know what I'm saying? Like, how many people were really out there? That's how they were able to, like, I mean, they figured out in Brooklyn, Jumani's out there in Brooklyn, Jumani's like one of us, you mm-hmm. feel me? He was able to, it wasn't, it wasn't really the church that so much that I liked to him. I mean, granted, he had a lot of support from those guys, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. say that, but he's out there in them streets, you feel me? So, I think if somebody would have come out around the neighborhood. Especially the way the district lines are drawn out here. Mm-hmm. It's around all the black neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? Elmont, Springfield Gardens, Jamaica, St. Albans. You know what I mean? You can hit it just on parties. Show up like, <laughs> you know, for real. Elmont, you know, you know what's happening on Elmont. You hit like a, a brunch at Elmont. Like, hey, ladies, what's up? Hey, I'm running for office. Woo, woo. Yeah. You hit a Springfield yeah. Garden Church, one of those new churches, the young pastors. Like, yo, mm-hmm. da 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 yep. We could do that. This or third. social media. Social media. You can hit like parks, park parties and shit. Family get together. Like, yo, running for office, you know. Yep. And, and totally circumvent that AME political machine. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of young people. AME is not what it used to be either. You know, people aren't, we're not going to church like we used to. No, I, I I never went. I, don't, I, don't I mean, know. those those areas are still strong, though. I mean, yeah. and, and and those roots run deep. Especially given the fact that in that area of of was it southeast Jamaica Queens, it's not just the the um, it's not just the church. Like, there's a school, there's the hair salon, there's, there's like there's like yeah. a home center for like the elderly. There's like, there's a lot of. But you know what? I think what makes us different is our understanding of different cultures. And I think these politicians, like, these neighborhoods are predominantly black, but they're not su- 
um, they're not only black, you know, and there's mm-hmm. other subcultures in these neighborhoods too, that if you were able to speak to them, like, you know, the, the, the Pakistani population in, in Jamaica, Indian, East Indian, the, um, the Spanish in, in South Jamaica, if you were able to speak to them and talk to their needs, you could probably get some of them too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not in high numbers, but you don't need much. <laughs> well, but, but a lot of them don't vote. Well, I, I, That's the thing. A lot of them don't vote. Well, well also like, are we looking at it from a Queens level or are we looking at it from those areas in Queens? I'm talking about Fifth district, okay. Fifth, fifth congressional district. Because the issue with that, or I mean, and I'm I'm looking at it from a different point of view, is that while those areas may not be all black, yeah, there's a strong there's a there's a strong Caribbean contingent, but a lot of that AME stronghold is strong black America from the south too. Yeah. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. And, and they vote. They don't miss no elections. Right. <laughs> None. But why is that? Because they, they, they understand the power right. of it. Yeah. They and, fought to get those rights. Right. And, and there's two things that always tie people together. If you want to break people down, it's their language and their religion. Mm-hmm. And all those people. Share, I'm not knocking. It's not bad or good. Just as what it is. They share that faith base. Mm-hmm. You're not going to shake their faith in God. You like they believe in it. You and so when Reverend Flake or whomever says, listen, this is the candidate we go for. You see it even in white areas, right? I mean, you, if you travel outside of the, out of New York, and I think Joe was saying, the propaganda is real. When the pastor's up at the pulpit, and this is the guy that was there for your Sweet 16, he baptized your kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the one that, you know, presided real. over your wedding. He's the one that, that buried your father or mother who died. But he you know, raise you, and then now this person is telling you vote for such and such. That's what it is. You gonna vote but you know what though? A good portion of the black population, the American black population, moved down south. A lot of them sold their cribs and went down south. And as, I'm gonna read off some of these neighborhoods: um, Rockaway Peninsula, that's, I think that's predominantly white. Broad Channel, Cambria Heights, Hollis, Jamaica, Laurelton, Queens Village, Rosedale, Saint Albans, Springfield Gardens, <laughs> South South Ozone, JFK area, um, Inwood, Valley Stream, and Elmont. Most of these areas are like. Like West Indian now, like these mm-hmm. are predominantly. You know what I mean? Like we're the ones that have stayed. That we, we, I mean, we're we're we own houses, we own businesses, yep. we own. You know, I can get I can get a beef patty in every one of these neighborhoods. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and nobody, and you know, I think West Indians, Jamaicans, Haitians, you know, we come from political backgrounds too. Like in, in our families, like, but when our families, we always hear back from like the countries that we come from. Right. I think if you were to present somebody that understood the nuances between these cultures, I think they could beat Meeks without ever going to AME. Yeah, we also don't feel that we share the same struggle. That's a big thing too, right? Hip hop. That's what I would do. I would use hip hop. I would use hip hop and reggae music as a way to 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 branch. To, to bridge all these gaps. That's the one thing that all these subcultures have to have have in common. Hip hop. I mean? Hip hop. Yeah. I mean, regardless of where you're from, Antigua, Anguilla, Jamaica, Cuba. I mean, I don't know if good song comes the on. Same thing. I mean, we all have hip hop in that regard, but I don't know if it has the same value. I, 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 I mean, not not as a way to get people to vote, just as a way to get people in the same space. You know, you still have to be the charismatic person that convinces them to vote. Yeah, but what's how can you make a song about voting and no, not? No, I wouldn't. It? I wouldn't make a song. I would just use hip hop as the venue provider. Oh, like artists like yeah, go ahead. Ahead. killer. Oh, okay. you know? <laughs> Listen, if RZA come to me and tell me, <laughs> but they do it. They do it already. Like when they do the Irie Jams on Merrick, they'll have like lo- like artists show up, mm-hmm. hip hop artists show mm-hmm. up. So we can do it for entertainment. I would just say like if you can use some of these artists because they have a lot of influence. These artists in these communities. You know, like Sizzla, Sizzla, and and like these dudes have a lot of like Baron Hammond. Baron Hammond, like they have, they come out here every year. If you can get 
get some of their people to back you and get on their stage with them, I think it's possible. And you'd have to get in people's faces. You'd have to knock on doors. Definitely. Yeah. Hey, what da, 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 da. Right. Not, knock Take on doors. Take it back old school. Old school. And then I think when somebody like you opens the door, or somebody like you opens the door, you're, we're going to have a much better conversation than than you and Gregory Meeks, I would say. So we're voting, we're voting for Johan in 2020? No, no, no I can't. I can't run for office. <laughs> not yet? No, I, no, I can't. Okay. I, I, yeah, okay. I can't run for office. He's, not running for office. I'm just right there, right? I'm he's just, not going in depth. I'm, I'm like, I can't run for office. But I'm just saying for anybody who hears my voice, <laughs> right, right. if you think you got the charisma, go ahead, man. Gotcha. Put, put a different face on it. Why wouldn't you run for office? It's just my job. <laughs> oh, oh! You like you? You physically can't. Oh, yeah, I can't. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Like, yeah. I must say, I'd vote for you if you were to run for <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I'll do some campaigning. <laughs> yeah, I would love to do it though. I'd have to quit my job. Yeah. It's a it's a twenty four seven twenty five eight kind of thing. Yeah. I need, well, I need I need outside. I wouldn't need outside income because I wouldn't want to take money from nobody. You know what I mean? So like, all right, all right. I wouldn't want to take like. I would want to be able to like raise money with like support groups in the community, do like but a not grassroots. take do like a grassroots thing. I wouldn't want to take any you don't big want any special interest. I don't want any special interest. Yeah, because yeah. right. I'm doing whatever the fuck I'm doing. I'm yeah. doing what it is. I'm not. Mm-hmm. If I were to get elected, I'm not showing up like oh you know how you would get elected and get brand new when you get to Congress. Right. I'm gonna be the same nigga. <laughs> <laughs> if you vote for me, understand you would vote for the same nigga. So when you see me on CNN and yeah. somebody do some wild shit, I'm be like yo listen, my bad. Like, I ain't trying to hear all that, all right? You're going to be like, damn, is that Joe on TV? Tell him, yo, listen. But you, you'd be surprised. It, I, I feel like when people become, it, well, people get elected into office, like, it's just so much politics yeah. that comes to it. It's like, you have no I, you have no choice but to change yourself. Not, I, uh, I, I mean, you, you can try your best not to, but the politics of it all, like, if you want this bill to pass, then vote for this, this, that, and the third. And it's like, you find yourself, like, like swaying. I think you can conform, you can conform to the rules. Like, you know, when mm-hmm. in Rome, be as the Romans. But I'm talking about, like, when people, you elect somebody, and you're thinking that they're one way, and then, when especially when issues come up, and you're expecting them to say, oh, X, Y, Z, and they say, well, maybe we should just all hold hands and and sing kumbaya you're like what the fuck but it's probably a reason as to why they say that because if if they conform to whatever it is that they want them to then maybe they'll get such and such pass so maybe they get well, this somebody pass. needs to say that to trump because everybody's not playing by those rules and i think i think we're at we're at we're at a space where everybody's trying to be fucking polite mm-hmm. and but the people who are saying what's on their mind are mm-hmm. convincing other people to get behind them mm-hmm. you know what i mean and this whole polite shit of, of being afraid to say like come on bro i mean i mean i'm not saying i don't like the whole politically correct statement because sometimes I? yeah i hate that shit God, you know if you're saying something that's mean stop saying it period right. you know what i mean like it's when somebody, people start with no disrespect and yeah, they say yeah, something yeah. hella disrespectful, disrespectful. Like, yeah. bro. me i'm gonna be like yo i'm about to disrespect the shit out your ass right now all right but it has to be said <laughs> you know? so i'm just saying like that real people you know i think ocasio is a real person when she snapchat her in congress and mm-hmm. and she go when she goes back and forth with people mm-hmm. that's her that's what i mean like okay. right. not okay. not conforming within this power structure being your independent self but still pushing the needs of the people for it. Okay. If she was in my district, I definitely feel like she represents me with right. every tweet, every word. Mm-hmm. Like we might not share the exact same viewpoint, but I, I love her energy and the direction she's going. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Meeks represents us for this no. generation. For this generation, not for twenty-five to forty right now. Sure. Most people don't even know who Meeks is. You like, you know, Gregory. You just who? see his name everywhere. Yeah. You I'm... can't drive down Merrick without seeing a Gregory Meeks poster. <laughs> that's, just... that's money. Yeah. That's money. I mean, yeah. meanwhile. I mean, I see neighborhoods like Williamsburg, and I mean, not to say that he's re- directly responsible, but I mean, I see neighborhoods can change. 
You feel me? With a little bit of money. Like right. we all for years we said Brooklyn was like the you know was was like you clutch your pearls when you go to Brooklyn. Yeah, now you know <laughs> the people are still in the same there. Like people are still in Brownsville projects. Like it's not like these they vacated these projects. It's just everything around them is changed and it's changing them too. But also it's it that's also a level where it, it that's a dark place that you that you may go to because honestly I wouldn't want to live in Williamsburg. Like it, it I'm not saying that it is. What I'm saying is that Williamsburg is super gentrified, so I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying that I would love to see what our neighborhood looks like with that kind of financial support. Along as 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 long as it's our money that goes into it, because I feel like we, anytime you go to a neighborhood and you see that Starbucks come up, you know gentrification is coming. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, say, agree. I, I agree. I agree. I pers- I purposely I I like Laurelton and Merrick being a bunch of small businesses. Like, just- well, what I'm saying is when when you go in for a business loan and you want to do something that's other than a nail salon or a liquor store, mm-hmm. I don't want you to get denied. Mm. You know okay. what I'm saying? Because I know, I hear people with business ideas all the time, but the only shit that comes up in our neighborhoods are beauty salons, liquor stores, nail salons, laundry mats, storage locations. And it'll still, and it'll, storage locations, it's still vacant. You know what I mean? Um, like, I want to see some different shit. Something that's representative of our culture, of our nuances is now being Americans with West Indian backgrounds. Mm-hmm. You know, what could we come up with and say could be the next cool thing? I want right. to see you guys get approved for those fucking loans. That's what I mean by bringing money back to the community. Because the government has it out there. But that's what I'm saying. As long as it's, it's our money. Once you bring that outside money, then your whole neighborhood completely changes. Because the people with the money is the people who make the decisions. I, don't dis- I disagree with that. I disagree with that. It's not a question of inside or outside money. I, although I do understand that when you're playing with your own money you tend to control the rules better Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what i'm going to say though is a lot of it is a question of vision and i don't know if our people have a certain type of vision of we haven't about but we haven't been allowed the space to be able to dwell in that vision nobody's vision was overnight no 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 but even okay so like even when we went to haiti Mm -hmm. and i I think about haiti all the time because a lot of what people are selling they're selling to each other and they're selling each other the same shit and it sucks because no one ever grows up there and is like, yo, when I grow up, I want to be a marketing manager. That, that concept, it totally is foreign to them, mm-hmm. right? But you need stages, bro. When, 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 when Irish people came here in the early 1900s, they had eras where they, where they lived in poverty and in the ghettos. And they, they were able, because they were able to pass white, they were able to get certain loans, certain access to certain things that mm-hmm. you saw a generational shift. I'm not saying that if if we get loans, it's going to be perfect this generation. Right. I'm saying it's, it's going to take us some time because we've never really been in these spaces before. Nah, mm-hmm. I mean we we've never we've never allowed ourselves to have these conversations with this vulnerability. Because yo, listen, I'm not saying that things didn't happen, and I know I'm taking the very right wing approach on this, mm-hmm. but yo, I, I I can't say I ever saw a cop stop a black kid from going to a library. I'm not, I'm, no, no, no. Let's be real. Come on. Let's son. be real. No. Snake right here. This okay. <laughs> I'm going to take the right wing approach on that, yeah. right? I mean, you could go on media takeout. You could go on BuzzFeed. You can go on all that other shit, and that's fine. Ask a kid to work Snapchat. They know that shit better than me. Ask a kid to look up fucking how to code Python. That's not what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Well, you have, we're having no. two different conversations. No, no. We're having the same but, conversation. Because I'm, I'm having a policy. Money. I'm having a policy conversation. I'm having a take your fucking initiative conversation. So you can but take you all the initiative if you want. Dude, if the, if, the, if you're having... getting red line and the bank is denying you, there's right. nothing you can fucking do about that. If there's no regulation to make sure that your shit, your business plan, if your business plan, you're, you're a black person and you're a white person and you guys have the same equal business plan or right. yours is better, 
to stop the bank from saying, I'm going to take this white person because I don't want your people in my community or I don't want your people to have a certain amount of money. Right. We need regulation to stop that. I don't disagree with that. I agree with that 100%. But you also said that a lot of what's getting pitched in our in our own neighborhoods, whether it's with our money or not, is nail salons. Now, it's not what's getting pitched. It's what's getting approved. Because you can you can have a great idea. I've okay. gone through the process of, okay. of starting and running, of trying to own a business. You can go through the process, do your business plan. Okay. Show it to the bank and say, I have an idea. Right, and I want to do X, Y, Z. These cafes and these places in Williamsburg, right. somebody, these are individual, unique places. They're not all franchises. Agreed. So somebody said, "I had an idea. This is my business plan. This is what I want to do." They went to the bank and said, "This is my idea." That loan officer said, "Well, I believe in this person enough to give you the initial capital to get your business going." And it's not a third. I'm saying when we walk in with that same energy, mm-hmm. we don't get that same response. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we know this because we know about redlining. We know about how they how they treat us with housing and and whatever mortgages and stuff like that so right. we need we need laws that's going to protect that i don't want to give anybody who doesn't want to work money if you don't want to work don't get it the person who's working hard who's doing what they got to do i think that person needs to have somebody on this side on the government side saying i'm going to make sure that nobody takes advantage of you and that you get a fair shot period mm-hmm. not because you're black not because you're woman, just a fair shot across the board equal if you come in with shit you shit is good let's roll with it I'm not That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I also want to touch back on what you were saying about um, a kid growing up not wanting to be a was it marketing advisor? Is I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that they do or don't. I'm just saying that those conversations aren't even being had at the dinner table to where a kid grows up and sees it as a, as a, as a vision. But I think a lot of that is because a lot of those kids weren't um, weren't shown that that was an opportunity. Like a lot of kids weren't. Uh, uh, exposed, excuse me, to that to that kind of nature. Like, say for instance, the job that I work at now, um, it is a lot of buyers for um, like retail companies. Mm. But honestly, I didn't even know that this was a job until I got here. I didn't know that this was. Uh, a w- and these people are making money. These people so are making 100%. like six figures. But as as a kid growing up in these areas, you just didn't know it was a job. But then also, I'll go even further to say that my company only my company. Uh- lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, does a lot of internships, but they do it at a lot of white schools. There's no HBCU or a school where there's a lot of black kids there. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of it is our exposure sometimes where we don't even know I, I'm not I'm not saying that we I'm not saying we don't have access to it because like you said there's a library that we have access to it but on a day-to-day basis there's a is a lack of exposure of money that we don't know 
they these other kids know it, but we just don't know it. I mean, listen, and and I'm not. I mean, I've fallen victim to that too. So I, I understand the exposure is real, right? If you you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. you've never been shown it. A lot of our parents are blue collar. Totally get that, right? I mean, they're not I, having a conversation of 401k. They were having a conversation of a pain. Thank you. Pain sure. We will though. We will, right? My thing is also at what point does somebody in the chain, generationally at least, say, you know what? I have no idea what the fuck's out there, but I'm gonna give it a shot. That's mm-hmm. us. That's us. That's, that's what we're us. doing. Our generation. Yeah, doing that's that. exactly what we're you, doing. You, all the businesses you see on Instagram, people saying mm-hmm. I'm quitting my job and going to start something new. Mm-hmm. This podcast is a reflection of us saying that exactly. we're trying to do something different. You know what I mean? But this is this is the we're the first iteration. You know what I'm saying? Like we just don't know. I don't. There's not generations of business owners that we can uncles and aunts to say, "Hey, yeah. can you help us out with this?" Like yeah. we we're really doing it from scratch, and we're dealing with a demographic that's never really been catered to. Like we haven't catered to us as a community since segregation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because once segregate, once they said, you know, you can integrate, we didn't integrate. Just black people just went to go live with white folk. So now for us to sit there and say and figure out our needs, what 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 we need as a community, we have to figure that out. And we're the first generation to say that. We're the first generation of kids is to willfully say we're coming back to our community to fix it like we're like we're gonna try to figure this out you know what I mean and it's gonna take time probably about two generations absolutely our grandkids yeah you know what I mean? We'll fuck it up. Our kids will fuck it up. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? and Our then, kids will fuck it up less. Exactly. <laughs> and then eventually it hit a tipping point. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've tried to do this every generation. And I think the internet is... Like is, Black Wall Street. Like, right, yeah. You know, but prior to it, you'll see like, you know, they freed the slaves in first reconstruction, right? Black people ran for office. And we, we started to have rep, um, representation and we started seeing rules change. Mm-hmm. And then fucking Birth of a Nation came out as a movie and then that changed the whole climate in, in the South and they started killing people at voting booths and they started you know hanging and lynchings and stuff like that and then they started removing voting rights and saying nah fuck that you shouldn't be voting mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so and that lasted for a period of three or four years you know what I'm saying like of where we were allowed to well maybe like 10, 20 years I was at the African American Museum but imagine now Right, where with the internet we don't have those limitations. Like you can try to stop my sauce, but as long as I can talk to this man over here and this woman over here, we can still communicate and build business. Right. Imagine where we're gonna be as a people a hundred years from now. I hear you. I don't know if the. I mean, I don't know if uh, the game, so to speak, is really built on that. And and and, and listen, I think the game is built on slavery. Okay, and we're we're reinventing the game now because we're not slaves anymore, and we have enough capital to say, in certain in certain communities, right? Especially when you look at Jay, Puffy, Oprah, you know these billionaire players that are doing things and Outside making shifts. From entertainment, also, don't you, just limit us to just yeah, and it's, I, it's people I can't name in like, business. Okay, you know okay, what I'm saying? Okay, I, yeah. I mean, um, what's his name? I used to own BNT, Bob Johnson, but I, I don't know about Bob Johnson. But it's people I can't name <laughs> in business. You know, I don't get you know. But ultimately, you're right. And they're creating these spaces, these umbrellas. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And we might not be in those umbrellas. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't, we're not close to them that way. But they're gonna have kids, and it's gonna keep multiplying. You know what right. I'm saying? And that's gonna have a generational effect. So, you know, I won't be alive to see it, but we've only moved forward. Like we, even with the presidency, we've never done one thing. We've never done something once. Mm-hmm. Like if we're the first black person then to do X Y Z, Tangela, oh niggas is here now. We just. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you thought he was leaving? No, 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 no. We here to chill, B. Bad, bad. We about to start changing some rules, too. You got some fried chicken? Yeah. We don't like all these regulations you got. You know what I mean? We going to tone that down, you know? 
But this is what we do. We we add some I, sauce yeah. to it. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? True. And I, I can agree with that. It's it's I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see where we go. I just I won't be allowed to see it really like pop pop. I don't who's, think who's, so. Who says that? I mean Yeah, you're right. Who says that? You know, things things are accelerating and right. faster and faster. So you might be a little bit older. You know, you might see your grandkids. You might be alive to see your grandkids execute certain things you never thought possible. You're right. That's true, yeah. You're right. Uh, imagine the... I, I saw there was this lady that was like a hundred and something years old. And when Obama... Listen, Obama has his, his uh, ups and his downs. But when he became president, like she was just in tears. It was a video of her in tears. Just like she never thought that she would see this happen. She never thought in her lifetime right. she would see a black president. So it's like I, I do agree with you. It's like we we come in and we, we fuck shit up. Like, Yo. <laughs> all the time. At high rates. I mean, when you look at how long it took... And understand, nobody looks at it from a holistic approach, right? Like, if you look at our struggles, our wins and losses, and Mm -hmm. the things that we had to fight against from a holistic outside viewpoint, man, this group is resilient, boy. If we were. That comes back to what he was saying before that it's the survival of the fittest. Absolutely. We are all the best of. Where, what we came from. We're the guy that keeps coming back, yo. The villain, yo, the villain keeps trying to take us out. <laughs> and at the end of the movie, we're like, ah, see you in the sequel, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Every generation, they're like, see you in the sequel, bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Eventually, we're going to figure it out. <laughs> There's going to be enough iterations of this shit where we're like, yo, hold up. I, I see this already. <laughs> you know? And I think we're in that space now because of technology information. Yeah. And it's like, we're all just like, yo, hold up. I've seen this shenanigan already. You know what I mean? You need to relax. You need to relax. No, unless the police cl- kill us all. That's, they're trying. Couldn't, they're trying, but they, they couldn't do that either. They've been trying to do that forever. They tried to do it with slavery. They tried to do it with, you know, uh, the, after the first reconstruction. And then it's not, you know. Tuskegee Airmen and syphilis. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Can't. Most definitely. It, can't. It, I mean, it, it sucks because it's like, not to change topics, but it's like I I remember that that air of um, when it was like Eric Garner, Tamir Rice, like all those people. It's like I cried for mm. my black men. Like this is this could be my brother. And this women. could be my mm-hmm. fa- right Sandra Bland. So we can yeah. say women too. But yeah. it's like it you. Oh, it's tons of women. We just never talk about it. Yeah, because it was a it was a fifteen year old girl that also yeah. Uh, passed. Yeah. If I read yeah. you a list of women, it's just it's cases that nobody ever talks about because that's mm-hmm. you know the sexism within our community. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tons of women. But from from the one, I can only speak on the ones that I know. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Like, uh, unfortunately, I'm also a product of that sexism, so I don't, I don't, I don't know their names. But somebody out there should be doing the research and presenting it. That'd be a great podcast, y'all. I was not prepared. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, not you personally. I'm just saying that we don't know. Oh yeah. yeah, And because we rely on CNN and NBC, and they don't have that our best interest in heart. We need somebody to come out there and do that yeah. and present it to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. continue, please. No, I was just I was just saying, like, in, in that era of time, it was like my heart broke for just yeah. everyone. Like, we could leave our house and legit lose our life to a traffic yeah. stop. I think Philando Castile was the last straw for me. Ooh, yeah. Like, at that point, I was like, yeah. I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. And it's like, um, yeah. I avoided the news for a while because it was like, I couldn't see I another story I agree. about it. Because not only was it not only did he have the actual registration or the permit for his gun, it's like you shot a man with his baby in the back seat. Right. Mm. Like his child was in the car seat. 
And imagine what we're seeing today when people have permits and they're saving the day. Uh, Right? The the security guard, right? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, but simply just because he was a black guy that had, was armed, it's automatic that he's... You know he's 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 the actual criminal, and right. it's it sucks. Like so, you know even even with that being said, it's, it's significantly better than it used to be. Yeah, I mean that's the scary part, right? Significantly right. Right. <laughs> because yeah. it wasn't right. it wasn't um it wasn't aired like it wasn't it wasn't number one it wasn't publicized and two it wasn't recorded. Well, yeah, but, but even the violence has gotten yeah. better, Because right. there was a point where you could be driving down the street, you mm-hmm. and your significant other, uh, a group of white dudes come up, snapped you, rape you, put you oh, back in the car, oh, yeah. and said, "Yo, go buy you," and nobody oh, yeah, would say definitely. shit. Definitely, definitely. You know what I'm saying? But to me, I also I feel like it's getting better, but it's also getting worse simply because um, now it's being documented and they're still saying. No, we don't believe you. Like it's still not right. guilty. So it's, it's, yeah, to me, it's right. a slap in the face. It's I'm, like, but I'm okay with all that. <laughs> and, and again, when I say okay, I mean it in the sense of to me, it's it's like it's like the temperature, right? If you see the thermometer and it says it's 20 degrees outside, oh fuck, it's cold. Yeah, and then what? Put a fucking coat on. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's gonna rain outside. Fucking rain. Okay, and then what? <laughs> Grab an umbrella. Like. What we're seeing right now is the thermometer and the barometer is giving us a reading on what's going on. The game wasn't structured for us, period. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we're still upset that we're not getting our fair shake. We're upset that, you know, it's not fair, boom, boom, boom. It wasn't structured for us to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, on the one hand, there's this whole idea of, of working towards something better. What's his name? Brother Malcolm, right? Rest in peace. I'm a, I'm a huge Malcolm fan. As he said... He said, if, if you was really seen as an American, you wouldn't have to be fighting for your rights this hard, right? Okay. You believing that the system could work for you, quote unquote, is running from the fox to the wolf. How, what, what, what is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? The lawyer looks like the attorney, looks like the guy they hired to defend you, and you think the game is going to work for you? How does that work? Mm. <laughs> so, I, and just to debate what he's saying, and I agree with him totally, and I, I'm glad it's happening the way it is, because I think we need to stop asking people to believe us. And just believe each other and For move validation. forward. We don't need validation. You know, we know saying. it's true. We know what goes on in our communities and we know how we're mm-hmm. treated. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that should be a reflection of how we treat each other on the street, whether we know each other or don't. And I get, you know, like, oh, this kumbaya shit, but it's real. At the end of the day, because regardless of where you are, if you're the only two black people in that room, y'all going to have a, a connection. Nigga, Period. Well, this, yo, this, I, y'all might I, have different that, political that, that, views. Y'all might have. <laughs> I work of on my floor is all white people, and there was this one uh, uh, black lady that, and uh, she, she ended up going on like, I don't think it was vacation, but like some sort of like leave of some sort. When she came back, it was like, well, <sighs> yo, yo, we, we all we all know the quintessential look when you only see one other black person, and you give the nod, the nod, yeah. yo, that nod is international. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was in Afghanistan. I tell this story. I see this one black dude in the middle of a field with some sheep. I looked at him. He looked at me. We both gave each other nah, nah same time. <laughs> As I'm driving away, I'm like, damn, this is a real thing, right? Yeah. It is, but it's. It, I I I often wonder about that. It's like, what is it that this other black person gives you a sense of peace that you need? Because I this lady is probably 
20 years my senior, mm-hmm. if not more. Um, she, We barely speak to each other, but her presence on the floor, just, I just, I, I, just, well, I love having her here. And I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. Well, that, as with any situation, you never want to feel you alone in it, right? That's like, true. If, if, if you yeah. were in prison, so to speak, and you felt that you had to do a sentence by yourself, it would be horrible. Mm-hmm. But if you're in that foxhole with somebody else who you know is sharing that struggle with you from the same place, that gives you a sense of camaraderie at least right and i wish yeah <clears throat> i wish we saw that more often except because we only see it in struggle you know what i'm saying we only recognize the strength that we have with each other when motherfuckers yeah. are trying to shoot at us yeah well if some shit go on you know in some if something's going on right now you run into all the black people in the room like yo what's popping what's going on <laughs> you feel me and you'll do it subconsciously you're just gonna you're gonna bypass everybody else oh you look for all the black people to see what they're doing yeah. 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 oh you running you talking with your eyes and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What are we doing? What's the plan? You know what I'm saying? But if we were able to see that when we weren't in trouble and just to be able to see each other, and that doesn't yeah. mean that you got to be giving anybody money or anything like that. I'm not trying to say open your house to all, all, all people just because they're black. Mm. But just to understand that, like, making an extra effort to do business with black people, to do to bank black, to, mm-hmm. you know, if you see somebody doing something in the street, to have a conversation with them or just acknowledge them. You know, if you see somebody having a, a you know, Period. As human beings. Well, you know what's you say that because I remember this old dude. It was an old couple, this old black couple that put me onto that, and they were like, "Yo, when you see another black person in the street, just on the regular, just say what's up." Mm-hmm. And, period. And like, just a casual what's up. I do it all the time. Me too. You, you know? Hey, what up? Es- especially natural girls. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> are doing it like nice. and we just have this like random conversations like so what did you do with that how did you do it here with this it's like I mean obviously you need to have something in common but um, we have that we black in common you know what I'm saying yes but also I feel as though a lot of black people kind of have their defense up yeah but that's also a result of us being rats in a cage oh yeah and, and, and uh, we don't need to turn that aggression on each other no it's I'm, I'm not saying that it's not with validation it makes sense as to why we always have our guard up but I'm just saying that sometimes like to have have that kind of conversation with somebody else that's black just because you see him on the street. It's like you kind of are hit with a bit of a like, well, what do you want? Right, but you know what? You know what though, and I think that's also what somebody needs to make the first move. I'm all, mm-hmm. I'm big on that. Mm-hmm. And so you're aware that they have their defenses and this boundary management, right? You don't mm-hmm. get in someone's grill, yo. But yo, just a casual, yo, what's up? And mm-hmm. and. As long as you have that good energy, you respect other people's boundaries, but you let them let the wall down too. Like, yo, even if you don't, if you, if, even if you don't do more than you normally do, right? You feel me? Because, like I said, these are things that we do on a regular. Shit pop off. We looking for all the black. It's just acknowledging that in advance and knowing that, like, yo, all right, there is value in you X Y Z, and mm-hmm. I see you A B C. You feel me? And reaching out to people within that, you know, fucking community, it, it will work. Sorry, pause break. Yeah. <laughs> she, she don't act like we're not recording sound here. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you know, and if you saw it after like after slavery ended, that first 30, 40 years, everybody was like, yo, you know, I just I like to see that again by choice. If Honestly, we could do that without being persecuted and just do it on a regular. It'd be great. It came again after the um, the Million Man March. A lot of people don't talk about how influential that was, but the Million Man March was amazing. Like I, I feel like the air thereafter was just so collective, so home-wise. But then I noticed that I saw a shift in advertising specifically where there was a lot of interracial couples. Like right thereafter, you saw a lot of inter- interracial couples being... Jungle Fever came out around that time too, right? 
Jungle Fever came out what? 94? I mean, Million Man Marshall was 91. No, it came out after. Cause really? Mingo I Man, it was before. No, because Million Man Marshall, they talk about it in the movie, in Jungle Fever. Oh, okay. Mm. It came out after. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, but I, I just noticed particularly that there was a lot of um, push for a separation of the black family after the Million Man Marshall. Mm. Because I think it made that, it was a unknown kind of shift in, right. in within us right and uh, i don't want to be that like you know that like oh the- lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. White man this, white man that. But I feel <laughs> you like we sound some beam. Right. I mean, right. I, I do understand what you're saying, though, because normally when you see those images, it's usually uh, a black guy with a white girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, it's usually a white guy with a black girl. No. Right. Or it's they're doing both black, now. Well, I mean, usually a white, in the '90s, both. it was usually a white guy with a black girl. What you talking about? If you're talking about, that's more recent. It's more recent. It's it's no, girl. if you're talking about the dismantling of a black family, it's a single. It started mom. with the women. Yeah. Well, yeah, single mom started, yeah, or women. a black man with a white. And woman. that's mm-hmm. still prevalent today. Yeah, mm-hmm. did black you see, man with a white woman. The Macy's ad. Yes, the advertisement where even the homosexual couple is interracial. Thank you. It was four couples. It was like a white couple family. No, it was. It was like it was a white family. There was an interracial family. There was another family, but then there was a black woman, and she was. She was by herself with the kids, and it's like, well, what do you like? What message are you oh, trying yeah, to send? Oh yeah, that image of, of yeah. single black moms. Yeah, that right. was like the thing yeah, in the nineties. Yeah, that was yeah. too. But, and then you, I feel like I see a lot of like biracial black people in commercials mm-hmm. and on television these days. Well, the lightning has always been around. The, the, the finding the lightest person, the lightest black that's person. That's every culture. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah, every I'm culture. Not, but, and every culture is that's for the Indian, same reason, though. That's what? that's Japanese. And every culture is for the same sure. reason. Yeah. Yeah. European, oh, yeah, European colonialism. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I also find that it's kind of, it's, it's hard I mean, as like... <laughs> go ahead. No, no, no. Tell me where. Tell me where it's not as a reflection of European colonialism. China. I mean, China, China? St- China still has the northern and southerns, and the they, and that was before the the Europeans came. Over. Chinese barely see themselves as Asians; they see themselves as white people. No, I'm saying, but I'm just saying, but before the northern Europeans Chinese, over, yeah, they don't like southern Chinese. They don't like southern Chinese. That's the thing. Yeah, northern, saying, but that's northern, not about European colonialism. It's just racism exists in every culture to some capacity. But you, I, or classism. I would have to. Right. Right. You know what? I'm gonna take that as an action item. I'm gonna do some research. Because I want to say there are certain. I think the early Ming Dynasty okay. had had closer relationships you know, with the, the European fact nations. That they have this at the top. Of the <laughs> Yo, those encyclopedias were like, dead. Yo, dynasty, so much bro. to learn. Yeah, oh listen. If you grew up in a Haitian household in the late eighties and early nineties, listen, it was rough. I man. haven't thought about the Ming dynasty yeah. since like sixth grade. <laughs> the Zo Collective out there knows the three L's, right? <laughs> you know the three L's, right? Right, Jay? Um, like, least. Right. 
Um, what the Neglige. hell is the three? Neglige. 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 Leave. Neglige. Leave. Neglige. Le col. Le col. La <laughs> Hold on. Y'all lost me. What's the nation else? School, church, house. Got gotcha. you. Gotcha. 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 Neglige. Le col. La But I, I find it um, to be difficult sometimes as a black woman where you you always, I, I feel like black women are always perceived to have, to have be strong. Well, to be strong, we always need to be like strong black woman kind of stuff. And I feel like sometimes right. it, you you're, you're never able to be vulnerable. Like you're never just. I able mean, to... but I feel like we're taking that back. Yes, you know. And yes. we're like Agreed. shout out to Serena Williams for showing that we can be human and we can be emotional. We can be uh-huh. upset, uh-huh. and it's justified. And right. you're gonna take this anger, and you're gonna you right. know. Because like, I'm not gonna front. I I find myself at work sometimes with people who piss me off. Like this is. Oh, that was this lady at work, and it was like. They, oh, Okay, it was a system where she they're going away on a trip and it was a system where she had to put her information in and it was like about three times where she's like, I'm not sure how to do it. I can't lock in. Can I just give you my information? I'm like, no, just let me know. When you, uh, this, you put the information in. Just let me know when you set it up. And then again, she goes, oh, I'm not, I'm not able to get it in the system. It's not, it doesn't seem to be working. Can you just do it? And it's, it's like, I, I wanted to be the angry black woman so bad. So bad. As it was per like, my last what? email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like those. Aforementioned. Aforementioned. FYI. Yo. <laughs> but it's like, I wanted to be that angry person because I, I wanted to lash back at her because it's like, I know that there's nothing wrong with your system. You just don't want to do it. Yeah. So you just right. keep bringing it back to me. But I find in a lot of situations, especially with the workplaces, like you, you kind of have to watch yourself because you can easily become the angry black woman. And this is lady at my job that she, she, she's, she's a white woman, but she complains about everything. And I, I always look at her. I'm like, if she was black, she couldn't get away with all of her. She would have been let go after the second week. Of course. Come ahead. The complain woman complains about everything. Oh, is is that air? <laughs> what, 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 what is what is that? <laughs> air conditioned yeah. like she complains about everything you can think of and it's like she is she she's the angry white woman I guess we could say wow yeah it, I'm I mean, telling you she's, she's, she's the she complains woman. about everything everything but, but I, I want to go back to your point about the angry black woman right and you know I, I have my own vested interest in it because you know I you have a vested interest in it of course 100% <laughs> Hundred <laughs> percent. I would love to hear. About oh, those start, start preferred stocks or common stocks? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I've, I, for me, you know, I date everybody, right? As long as, as long as you're smart and and you're funny, <laughs> you do date everybody. <laughs> I, I do, yeah. Um, so that's not a, a denominator. Mm-hmm. What somebody did say that was interesting once before, though, is the one of the things that hurts. What well, is? Damn, because it's. There's conflicting issues here. Okay. One, black love, as powerful as it is, can be very toxic because it also encourages pre- predominantly black women to stay in shitty relationships just because he's black. Okay. Okay. I have a lot of mixed feelings about that, but I'll, I, I, I hear you. Okay. I hear you. Reese. <laughs> Pastor Alex. Sunday for the sermon. Sponsored Sponsor by Gregory Meeks. <laughs> You lost a lot of funding on that yeah. one. <laughs> Yo, Southeast Queens collective no just turned no. off. <laughs> Go ahead, then. And then the second thing is that, uh, unfortunately, a lot of black women adopted 
um, a feminist agenda that was never meant for them in the first place. Woo! Fem- get two on that. Yo, no, you're right. Feminism is not for black women. Not at all. Not for you. Are you going to hold it? You going to hold it? So a lot of that angry black energy comes from the fact that you were sold a bill of goods, right? Because at the end of the day, that very feminista white woman, and I'm, hey, whatever, the game is structured how it is, she still knew she could still marry somebody. Black, white. When you see angry white women who are unmarried, it's not that they can't get married or that people don't see them as marriageable. It's just that they're not marrying the man of their choice. Right. A lot of black women get written off rip as unmarriageable. And I'm not saying that they aren't. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But that very, like, that angry energy mixed with, as fucked up as it sounds, quote unquote, market value. Mm. You know what Preach. I'm saying? Don't mince words. No, it's conceded. Nobody. No, <laughs> drop another bomb. You know, so, you bomb. know what? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting you say that. So, what do you what do you think about the idea? Have you heard the idea of the the pick me woman? No, and like what's that? Ever, ever okay, so like so black Twitter. It's like I think I heard about it. But, yeah. The idea of like the, the woman who says like I'll fix my man's plate at like a family dinner, like and you know oh you're not fixing your man's plate, that's why you're not married, and like yo like and those types of women who are those women who discredit like black women who would otherwise be considered feminist to a popular culture. I, I don't I don't I don't knock it. I, yeah. You don't knock what. The, the, the pick me I don't, I don't I mean but I, 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 I understand the idea of fixing your man's play but I don't think that you're unmarriageable because you don't fix your play yeah, I, think, I think there are right. cultural things yes right. especially because right. for me I grew up in a household where my mom did just as much laundry as my dad right like my dad did his own laundry my dad cooked most of our meals my father was the same person that fixed our cars but braided our hair at night i'm probably gonna be that dad i don't like people doing my laundry (laughs) but but that's like i i and again i i'm one of a what six billion seven billion so it's like i i understand that my views aren't aren't going to be the best but i grew up in a household where there are men out there that are still way the playing field like my my father is absolutely in love with my mom and he will fix her plate he has he on a regular basis fixes her plate you know that so that idea but the but the idea that a female is supposed to be um lesser than her man why is it that he's not fixing my plate like why like why is the fact that i'm marriageable is because his plate gets fixed. Why can't he fix mine? So we're going to look at a couple of things, right? Number one, as you said earlier, every person is perfect for the person whom, who finds them perfect. Right? I agree. So every situation is unique unto itself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just about the fixing of the plate. It's really about, number one, being in a position where your partner makes you want to love them or want to serve them and serve goes both ways right when a dude is working and saying baby I'm not saying he's beating his wife into submission I'm not saying that he is financially crippling her which some dudes do what I'm saying is he says baby I take care of everything and you don't owe me anything but I do because I love you it kind of sucks for the woman to be like well my man got everything right I agree with you on that I'm just gonna show up because he got everything I agree with you on that how do you bring value to this relationship then you Mm. just you just showing, but that was and... the same thing that I was talking about before about about it the wasn't, guy from Sierra. But I like it though. But that, but that was that guy from Sierra Leone where I was saying it's like if he has everything financially, then you have to provide in some other way. Which is fine. Which is fine. There was this, there was this Patrice O'Neill joke right where he said, "Um, oh, <laughs> I, I love Patrice O'Neill, 
God bless the day. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Viewer discretion is advised. Go ahead. Patrice O'Neill, he was like, yo. He said to the women, he said, if y'all couldn't, fuck, if y'all couldn't use your pussy. Mm, shit. Discretion is advised. The views and Right. He said, how how would you how would you continue to provide value to your man? Mm. And they were like, well, you know, we let him fuck me in the ass. Oh. I'd suck uh, it. No, right? but that's easy. Just me- like mental stimulation. That comes before anything else. And he was like, ain't none of y'all said you could cut your man's hair. Ain't none of y'all said you could fix a car. Right? Y'all just <laughs> Listen, I do, to my a oil, of I do my own oil <laughs> changes. <laughs> the, the, the point I'm making is on the one hand, it could be very reductionist to use the gentleman you mentioned before, where he said, okay, I'm going to take care of everything financially. There are other ways to provide value. It's the same. It's, I'll, I'll even flip it. It's the same way that some dudes will be like, they only find their validation in money. Mm-hmm. No imagination. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They can't even fix their girl a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm-hmm. You know, just and, to take and, her to the park and see a movie. Word. That's too much for them. Right. Weakness in, in, in finances Ooh, all of a sudden. They feel less uh, of a... Talk about my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk, talk about, about him. him. Let's, talk about him. Him. Let's talk about him. Let's talk about him. That's a lot he of basic no people. No imagination. Yo, I used to tell him, it's like, yo, can we just go for a walk? You live by a pond. Can we just oh, go for man. a walk? Walk around a if park. I live by a pond, you know how much scandalous shit I be getting into. I'm saying, but I was trying to get into that scandalous situation with him, and it was just like, yo, he just he had moonlight no hitting the water, even <laughs> the light hitting off her ass. <laughs> you can see the ripple of her ass cheeks <laughs> and the lighting, all the right angles, all that clapping. Who's clapping out here? <laughs> But he, yo, I'm telling you, he had no, no imagination. It was like he just, he didn't know anywhere outside his four walls. His idea was to provide. Mm. That was it. And if he can't provide, then we're not doing it. And, and but, but provide in just a financial sense. And that's the yes. issue. Yes, think, that's what I'm talking about. I think a lot of us were taught to do relationships wrong. Yeah, I, we, I agree. We're taught to do relationships by, you know, we use people on our peers, like peers to figure out relationships and media and TV, but it's not really, it's not the real way to do relationships. I think if you really want to learn how to do relationships, find people in their older years who've been together for a long time. And see how I they disagree with that. You don't think so? No, because I feel like a lot of those situations, the woman, especially the woman, is going to be biased. Uh, I'll say that. But a woman has, has had to swallow her pride in a lot of situations where he was cheating on her, he had an outside family. Okay, so maybe like, if they haven't been together for a long, people who are by choice choosing to be together in their older age. That's why I said my parents. Like I, I, my my parents, even though they had a little rocky start, but they are are very active with each other. They actively love each other. Like it's it's no question about any of that. So if you were to get advice, you'd get advice from somebody like her parents. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, but then also then it's it's also kind of the negative where it's like, I mean. You know what? So I, I'm not saying it. Go ahead. Can I, can I put a plug? If I, it, yeah, man. Right. There's a book I tell everybody to read if we're talking about relationships. And five love, love languages. No. no, no. Okay. It's a uh, Reverend Timothy Keller. Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm. Yes, man. Hey, man. <laughs> uh, Reverend Timothy Keller, The Meaning of Marriage, mm-hmm. and it's a great book. My boy uh, put me onto it, and I read it, and I, I always reference that book. And one of the one of the big things he talks about, he talks about how um, marriage and relationships, for romantic purposes, is a relatively recent phenomenon in history. Mm. Yeah, right. Preach. It, yeah, it's always been about transferring resources. It was, it's a business, right? Yeah. 
And, and so well, he talks about it from a Christian perspective, but long story short, he says, number one, it's about values. Do you two have the same values and value the same things for the same reasons? Mm-hmm. Number two, marriage was from a societal perspective, right? It wasn't for romance. Now we've mixed the two. Okay. When you get into a relationship of any sort, it's about both of you coming together to realize something greater than yourselves. We marry people because of how they make us feel about ourselves. Right. You're not in a position of giving. You already have something that you want the person to give back to you. How right. is this a relationship? Mm. Right? It's about saying, okay, I want to be my best self because I can build something with this person that exists outside of me. Mm-hmm. And for the person to look at it the same way too. Otherwise, right. it's you coming in, knowing what you want, and whenever they fall short, I want out this shit. Basically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a... Um... Uh, a post on on Instagram that was um, pretty much a guy a guy was saying that what was it it was like the best things about or 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 the idea of being in a, in a marriage was pretty much um, I have a brain fart I do yeah yeah well concede nobody family <laughs> <laughs> no I, I I can remember it he was saying like being in a relationship pretty oh excuse me. The no, the in two thousand two thousand eighteen the number one reasons for breakups was that you um uh, the person didn't meet your expectations, and he felt as though that there was a, because of social media and because we see those loving pictures that people put up yeah we're, because we're not in that mm-hmm. we always think that it's like something's wrong with our relationships and we get rid of them or we you throw so it's a lot of relationships that are really good that are being thrown in the trash is simply because. It doesn't look like Instagram. It's gotcha, not, yeah. It's like it's not. It's not that. It's not that. But it's not. It's not that picture. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Perfect idea relationship. But also we do have to remember that we are the first generation to be of an age where a lot of people are at our fingertips. Absolutely. I'll, we have people, I can reach anybody on Instagram right now. I can reach anybody on Facebook. I can also go on a dating app and find like three, four guys that mm-hmm. yeah. out, that I, I can possibly be into. Right. Yeah. We live in the age of options. Ex- exactly. Yeah, but, we live in the age of options. But I, I flipped that. And it's funny because I said that to a couple of people and I flip it in the sense that that's also what keeps me humble. Because... It's easy to walk out there and be like, yo, I got options. Yeah, but yeah. so does she. Or so Absolutely. Does, you know what I'm saying? A lot of dudes don't recognize that she has options, though. You, you know? And and honestly, she probably has more than you. Oh, of course. Hands <laughs> down, Well, Usually. Well, for well, smashy or for relationship? 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So those numbers changed dramatically. <laughs> right? She was like, oh, okay, okay. I have humbled myself very quickly. Right. <laughs> mm, oh, I man, Alex is on a roll today. Right? Bag swag. Bag swag. You're right though, yeah. Because I feel like a, a lot, a lot of women are out there that can. Well, you know what? I take that back. A lot of women can easily get into a relationship. It depends on if it is a relationship that's good for her. Mm. Because for me, I could walk out here to I, from just from my phone and from. I mean, you might be committed to a dude, return, but doesn't mean that he's man. committed to you. That's what I'm saying. Right. A female can turn around and get in a relationship tomorrow, but doesn't mean it's a right relationship. Mm. Right. Okay, no. then, okay. Then. Doesn't so, mean so, everybody's mutually exclusive. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so at, at, at that, oh, oh, you in a relationship, but oh, he's oh. single. Yeah, he, like a motherfucker. <laughs> so if you need to qualify. Oh, this a healthy, productive, oh, yeah, yeah. going I, somewhere. No, oh no, I never said it was healthy. Oh, no, okay, no, no. okay. <laughs> you lied to me. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think most people, and then, you know, and that's what keeps me um, in, in a lot of good ways on my toes. In the sense that I always ask myself realistically, what am I bringing to the table? Mm-hmm. Right. People don't ask themselves that question. They go yeah. in knowing exactly right. what they Pe- want. People overvalue themselves. Oh, a hundred percent. And they also overstep who it is that they are to the other person. Mm. I've, I've, I've overstep who they are. Meaning, like a, a lot of people, a lot of females, especially, will um, let me not say females because I learned that that was the wrong thing to say. So a lot of women, uh-huh. I would say, she said it. <laughs> overstep who it is that they mean to the person. So say, for instance, me and you, we start talking, we start dating, and then I say that it's like, oh, you're my man, but you never clarify that. Facts. So it's like I overstep <laughs> who it is that I am to you. So now I'm playing that role. Like a lot I'm of women your girl. Do that? A, yes. Oh. A lot of women do this. So like I'm playing mm-hmm. I'm overstepping my boundary and saying like I'm your girl, but you've never said like you've never clarified with me to say It happens both ways. But you know, you know, it ha- no. definitely happens both ways. It, no, it but it, it definitely not, ha- not as much as with men when women, but yeah, yes, but it happens more so with men when it comes in terms of pussy. It's like I'm not claiming you. I don't necessarily want to be with you, but don't you dare fuck somebody else. Mm. Mm, yeah, and that, exactly. Yeah. Sure. Because well, I, I feel right. like a man is never going to feel like, oh, I'm the only one for you. Right. And he's, he's not, he, not going to claim you, but if you dare sleep with somebody else, it's like, how, how could you? Right? I, mean, like, I feel like some people define their entire relationship by sex. By, by mm-hmm. you know, everything about your relationship is only that, that way because that person is not having sex with other people. And it's like we jump from we we jump from one exclusive situation to another exclusive situation. No, I'm sorry, situation, s- relationship, situation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and situation arrangement. Right. And, we, and it was, it's like we're just chasing monogamy. We're not. You know, it seems that way sometimes. I think it's. I mean, I know for me personally, it's more so just the intimacy is what you miss as far as like relationships. Like it's not necessarily the sex that comes with it. You just like you you miss having that one person to call and that right. one. person to sometimes like, that one person isn't somebody that you know you're necessarily dating. It could be a best friend. It could be a family member. It could be those that level of intimacy can be that level of intimacy. Intimacy can intimacy. be built. Intimacy can be built. <laughs> Let me help with, you with different people. That's you know? true. Yeah, right. that's true. I've had that with a lot of other uh, other people. Like I've had best friends that we've we've cried. We've talked. Jess, we've done mm. that. We've talked. We've cried. We have like. We have been through the trenches with each other yes. sometimes, and I can't even ha- I can't even imagine that kind of level of intimacy with somebody that I'm dating. But also, 
there's it's true, but also you have a level of vulnerability with the person that you're dating where it's like I can talk to you, we can have that conversation, we can cry with each other, but then well, why do we also... why do, why do we give those people that level of vulnerability? What have they done to earn it? Like cuz you'll have friends that you've known for years. But then but it's it's but it's, it's someone that you want to connect on a is level that sex? you can't no, connect with sex. a friend. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to honestly say it, it yeah, it's that's, it's that's, also that's the level. It's also <laughs> it's time spent. You you tend to spend more time with whomever it is that you're dating. So that level of intimacy will be higher. Because you have your best friends, but your best friends have their own lives. Yeah. And then when you're dating somebody, that mm. person is your life. So it's like you spend more time with them. And also, you're also sharing your body with them. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. I mean, minus sharing the body part, I definitely see that with like service members. Yeah, we don't share our bodies. But you spend a oh, lot yeah. of you spend a lot of time. And yeah. then you spend like, you know, months, day in, day yeah. out. Yeah. And you build these Yo, intimate Y'all watch rela- each other's shit. All like, types of shit. Right, yeah, and you build You build these intimate relationships and it, it just makes me like when I get in a relationship it just makes like I, I just feel like sometimes like not when I, like people only are defining relationships by these soul things mm-hmm. and it's like there's so much more to it mm-hmm. you know what I mean there's the bond that you can build with somebody it can be so much greater than just this this thing right here but go ahead please no no I, was gonna say, well, I mean I think there's two things to it number one is a reflection of the times we're in like I always talk Sorry, about reflection of what the times we are in. Okay. Because I talk about, I always mention how you know everybody keeps their face in the screen nowadays more than ever. Yo, we smile more in our cameras than we do to each other. So we all yeah. obsessed with ourselves at a very high level. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also ties in the second thing where we're very disconnected as a culture. So we place a lot of what we're looking for back on our partner, like. When you look at how people grew up back in the days, you were part of a community. And so, yeah, your partner or your spouse was your spouse, mm-hmm. but you had uncle such and such who was there, auntie such and such who yeah, was there. Yeah, I agree with you. You're part of a community. And I don't think it's disconnected. I think we're disconnected as a, as a as a reflection of our laziness. Our laziness as we get older to build these relationships and take these chances. As we get older, our, our willingness to become vulnerable with new people lessens. You know what I mean? And you just rely on these relationships here. You feel me? You feel what I'm saying? I agree with right. you, though. But please continue. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> and, yeah, I think it's... Because you go to other cultures, and not to say that those things don't happen. Not to say that infidelity doesn't happen. Not to say that boredom with relationships don't happen. But you don't place that entire pressure or burden on just your romantic partner. Right. Right? Like, you know, if I'm seeing somebody, I don't expect... I mean, while she might listen to certain vulnerabilities and have certain questions that I only ask her, that the level of intimacy I have with her is going to be different than I have with Joe. It's going to be different than I have with my sister. But, you know, if you live in a world where everybody just works, comes home. Works, comes home. Then who else are you talking to? It's just you and your spouse. They're going to carry all that weight. Mm-hmm. As Joe said before, some of y'all need a therapist. Some of y'all need a yeah. therapist. <laughs> I mean, it, that's a fact. It, you know? it depends, though, because it, it depends on what, like, the relationships that you build. Like, my, my, the people who I keep close are close. Sure. Mm. It, it, we may hit some roadblocks sometimes. Sometimes we go weeks without talking to each other. Sometimes it's like, you know, you haven't heard from them in a while and you're just like, I wonder if they still love me. But my friends who I have close are close and they bear a lot of my burdens. Mm. And it's like, I honestly, I it, I think from what you're saying, it will vary from person to person because I have a lot of my friends who I still FaceTime, I still talk to, I still, I still give them a lot of my weight of whatever it is that I'm going through mm. and not, but, but I will say, 
I set my argument and I'm taking it back. But I say I will say that I'm also single. So it's like I don't really have that person to put that on to. But even when I was in a, in a relationship, although I didn't take the relationship seriously, but it's like a, my friends still had that same weight. They still were that same people all I think around. you're the exception, not the norm. Because I think when people get into relationships, they they become a recluse. They turn they turn into what's his name from oh, Lord no. of the Rings, precious. I am, I am, <laughs> my precious. I'm not you an exception to a norm because when I was in a relationship, um, what was this like 2010 or so? Yeah, he was my life. Like we, it was every day, all day. I barely even. And that's spoke. what. That's what normally happens. Yeah. People get into a relationship and they just disappear. It was to the point where his friends was like, "Yo, who the hell is this chick that you've been talking to?" Because it's like we haven't heard from you in like three weeks. Like he was also the same thing too. It's like we were just, we were inseparable. So I, it's I don't think it's an exception or norm. It just depends on how serious you take the relationship. <sighs> depends on no. other, other things. I mean, because I mean, even if you're in a serious relationship, you should you should be able to exist outside of your partner. How, oh, no, it's not how, normal. Yeah, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. But you yeah. do it. No, because no. you're, you're, you know what? Honestly, I'm not even going to front. No. Even 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 now, I will I will say to you now. Even if I was to be in a relationship and it just started, I will be probably inseparable with that person. Just because again, you just miss that close intimacy. I mean, I, I, okay. So part so of like it three is, weeks. Part of it is how one is wired. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I know me. You know, relationship or not, I'm not somebody who's staying home. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not running around, but this idea of, oh, okay, it's 10 o'clock, so I got to turn on, you know, my other half is calling, got to get back to the mid. Oh, yeah, get no, the no. Fuck out of I <laughs> Love you, babe. I'm out. If you're See not you out, with, if you out with me, fan fucking tastic. I got you. But if you got to turn in, just just keep the light on for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, that I agree with. <laughs> you know? I, tr- I try my best to keep my friends close when it comes to that new relationship, but I would say that I was also there. I was also one of those people where I got into this new relationship and it was just like, I, my phone didn't ring for anybody else. It was like, he was there, we were always together, like for the first like three, four weeks, I would say for a good like month mm-hmm. or maybe even more than that. It was like, it was, it was just him. And was it healthy? Hell I don't know it wasn't healthy, well, but it is a natural thing that happens. Right. So I feel I, like adults do it differently, though. Because as I, yeah, I was early twenties. Yeah, in yeah. my thirties now, like I, the idea of somebody being up under me every day, oh, could, could give me highs. Like, well, listen. I mean, maybe for like a day or two. <laughs> for a day or two, but I'm talking about what you, what we were doing in our early twenties with significant others. I'm talking about day in, day yeah, out, yeah, 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 weeks yeah. at a time. Yeah. Like, nah, yeah, we like, honestly, you you don't get on my nerves. Like, wait, <laughs> you need to get the fuck up out of here, son. <laughs> you don't got shit to do. You ain't got no job or you nothing. Don't, you don't got no laundry to do. <laughs> Uber's outside waiting for you. Where you? Going away Nick from up. you, <laughs> you're all savages. Yeah, I mean, there's just too much responsibility, and and I think community plays like community plays a role. Like, as an adult, there's still expectations of you. So that new love feeling, I think, even if you're 50 and you find new love, it's gonna hit. But you got fucking responsibilities to society, oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, I, I couldn't make it into work today. I got this new love. And like, nigga. And I what? think that's fine. But I think as we get older, some people hold those same 20-year-old standards. That's a problem. And it's like, yo, when you're not when you're not when you're not spending that much time together, they don't equate that as you loving them. It's like, but oh. But that's level of maturity though. Man, maturity subjective too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's like everybody doesn't have introspective like you have to be like yo I'm gonna do something different some people mm-hmm. do, do the same shit over mm-hmm. and over and over uh, but it, I mean it, 
it it depends person to person because I'm going to say like if I were to get into a relationship now and in like the first say like week or so if he's not obsessed with me then I'm I'm not like <laughs> you, I'm, I'm just the, I know, I, I totally the level of obsession excuse me obsession needs to be the same like uh, for me I just I I just personally feel so if if I get into a relationship and that person isn't crazy about me then at this point then we're not what do you define as being crazy about you though. I mean, she just wants a crazy nigga. No, oh hell no! Oh, no, I've, I I've, love I've, you. I've, I've done that. Serenading you outside of your window. I have done that. Even to like to go back to what he was saying earlier, when girls say they want somebody who's doing X, Y, Z, and the third, and it's like, yo, that takes time. Like, all right, you wanted somebody who's gonna be the boss, nigga. Like, all right, this nigga has to go be a boss. Right. You know what? You mean? Know what? And, and it's not even oh, that no. serious. You're just talking about a guy who's gonna be not obsessed, consistent. Okay, yeah. Interested. Yeah. Want to see me. Let's do yeah. shit. Okay, let's yeah. go here. Okay, let's go here. And it's like we vibe when we hang out together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I really want to spend time with you. And you want to w- spend time with me too. And you are following exactly. up. Exactly. But that's, I will never knock you from your job. I will never knock you from your job. And, so, but so. but you just want somebody who just wants, you, like you guys equally both want to be around each other okay, as right. much as you possibly can. So, so, so can I be consistent in my dispassion and keeping my dick appointments? I mean, I'm sorry, uh, yes, yes, but there's a way about it. Like, okay. you have to let it be known that, like, this is what I want. And to see, like, she's with the shits. She's with the shits. And I when she wants one. to be mad about it, you agreed to this. But, <laughs> okay. Right. I, I so, no, that. yes. It's but a, you just, it's just consistency. It's consistency. You just, okay. You let it be known. <laughs> this is what I'm here for. <laughs> Do you oh, agree? Oh, oh, I mean, oh, I mean, oh, I mean oh, oh. I'm with it. We grown. We grown, exactly. Yeah. We grown. This is you what I'm what? here for. There's a lot of dudes out there getting their hearts trampled on because Shorty was like, listen, the D is great, but... Right. Yeah, like, you know what? what I was here for. Even with dick appointments, you spend enough time with somebody, you're going to grow feelings for that person. Yeah, there's a, there's a level yeah, of concern. Honestly, I'm... A level of... I'm over dick yeah. appointments. I, I mean, I, I never really pursued that per se, but I, I feel like when you get to a certain age or when you get don't to a certain maturity... Don't, 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 don't come don't for me and be ages, all right? If I was a freak in my 20s, I want to be a freak in my 30s. Are you, that's for you, 40, yeah. 50, Some of us out here still hangs, still slanging. I, I, nah, that's not me. Right, I could, you not wired that a, way. But when a, you say yes. when you say, oh, you get to a certain age because you know we grow. Well, okay, okay, okay. I won't put yeah. that. I won't put that I, it's, on everybody. It's to the individual. But I also feel as though I did get to an age where it's like that shit's whack. But you said you were never into it to begin with. It, okay, so, yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was never, right. never really me. Yeah, <laughs> it was never really a part of you. So yeah. any, any age for you yeah. to do it would be not you. Because that's yeah. 50 and 60-year-olds still keeping dick appointments. I'm dropping dick off. <laughs> I'm dropping dick off. I don't think, I don't think, I don't knock anybody who has any situation. I just think it's, it's you have to let the other person know. It's unfair to the other person to mislead and say that you're really mm-hmm. one way, mm-hmm. but really your intentions are the other. You know what I mean? Right. Agreed. And that's most. That's most. And that's all it is. Uh, that's most dudes, women, that's people. Transparency. I'm people. saying dudes. I'm standing behind what I'm saying. Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. Well, no, dude, women, that's... Women, women are not as much. Equally. Yeah, I mean, you, Drake would not, not equally. right now. Listen. You know? Definitely not equally. equally. No, equally. Equal. Yo, believe me. I've been doing my research. Drake, Drake out here. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about that. Drake, if you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. 
match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. I can't want to have that baby. Oh, the fuck boys? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. How many, how many, I'm cool with this. You know, it's all right. It's all yeah. right. You know, listen, we just having a good time. It's okay. I'm on the pill. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, I, and then three weeks later, so. Personally, I haven't so, had what, those kind of situations. Doing? We, but when you get this job. <laughs> I ain't have a job for five years. <laughs> because you pregnant now, I'm going to get a job. You met me with no job. <laughs> You know what this was. You know what this was. I was at my mama house when you met me. I moved in with you. I'm still at my mama's house now. Yeah. Oh, you thought she changed? (laughs) My mama paid for those earrings you got. What you talk about? But I was like, I, I personally haven't dealt with that guy. I, I may have, but thinking on the brain now, like I can't remember the time where I personally dealt dealt with that situation. But I have known girls who was like. They was all like, yeah, no, I understand. I get it. Like, we're only just fucking. And then, like, two, three months in, it's like, oh, my God, I love him. I love him. I love him. I'm always thinking about him. He's going to be my husband. He says he's going to leave his girl for me. Oh, no. Feelings have the right to change. I'm I'm going to start with that. Because the same thing happens to dudes. Dudes will walk in with the same energy. I'm just just piping this chick, boom, 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 whatever. That's just something about it. That's how dudes getting caught out there with their side chicks. That wasn't the intention. (laughs) I told her I was going to leave my girl for her. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) Very rarely do men meet women with the intention of getting into a relationship. And I'm saying that there are men out there that do. Good to know. There are men that meet and say, yo, I'm looking for a girlfriend. I'm not saying they don't exist. But I'm just saying that this not it's not common that dudes go out meet a chick and say oh yeah i'm gonna marry this chick tonight like yeah, no right. relax nigga I'm, well, you, okay. up to a certain age well nah because you know, <laughs> period what have you ever heard a dude walk in and just like besides on tv and legit i'm gonna marry this chick and then like really mean it i mean they're uh, out there uh, yeah, oh like, yeah but it's not common but like dudes who are like actively going out and looking for like their wives there are dudes yeah, out there. Yeah, there are dudes out there that do that. Yeah. Absolutely. But I, even with them, they don't walk in and say, this girl right here, I'm going to marry her. It's usually, oh, yeah, I'm going to get laid. You know, yeah. she's hot. From an yeah. evolutionary <laughs> point of view, for women, it's the plan before the person. Right? Because a woman will sit there and be like, yo, I'm having my fun, da 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 whatever, whatever. Discretion. You scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Sorry. She'll switch want- and then be like, okay, now I want a husband. So for her, it was always a plan. There's a plan. Right, like I'm stopping, and I'd say that again. Feelings could change. You can meet someone, but primarily, it's a plan. For dudes, it's the person before the plan. Right, we find somebody, we're attracted to her, to the individual. Right, and, and then, then that based on how that feels, it's either okay, either it's has legs or it doesn't. And it doesn't mean that we didn't take her seriously. It's just based on how she makes us feel and how we feel. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's, I can agree with that. So sometimes women feel like, oh, he misled me. It's like, eh, some guys do, some guys mislead, period. I'm gonna, There's a bunch of fuck boys out there. Yeah. yeah. There are guys who mislead. But there are fuck girls out there too. 100%. But for a lot of guys, it's like, listen, I thought she was hot. I was open to seeing where it went. And based on the vibe, either she's wifey or she's not. Yeah. Now, yeah. I will say this a lot of dudes, what they'll do too, if you know she's not wifey for you, it's okay. Yeah. Don't disparage her for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll sit there and rag on Shorty, and it's like, yeah, but you realize at some point she wasn't, you weren't gonna, you weren't gonna go half on a life with her, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. 
but don't dog her for it. Yeah. Yeah, I've never I've never co signed people that dog people that they, they dated because yeah. you chose that person. Yeah. 100%, bro. You know, and you decide. I mean, so it might have been. on you too. Yeah, totally. I mean, they might have done some foul shit and speak on that, but then just to, like, to sit there and like degrade that person, it's like, well. You made bad decisions then. I don't You're know. right. That's, right. It doesn't look good on your part. Right. Like, you you dated that person for X amount of this years. This is reflective so. on you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, that it happens. Some, sometimes in those kind of situations, people are very bitter. So it's like they just, they rag on that person just simply because they I were. Like the, mm, yeah. I, honestly, I, I, honestly, I'm not. I'm not uh, a person I wasn't a part of that like, there was a person who I dated who I think that they were a, are a terrible human being but it's somebody who I chose and also what makes matters worse is that we keep going back of like the we're friends we're not friends so it's like this is a consistent this is downward this is spiral this, like, this, this, is, this is me but it happens but any chance that I get I'm Probably gonna dog him because <laughs> I can't stand him. But we just we happen to just be friends. But it's like there's no one you do. I'm looking at you sideways. Yeah, every listen, time. Listen, mm. none of the things that we have said on this podcast, I have been like, uh, like, <laughs> like I, I haven't done. Like I've done everything that we have said. <laughs> I am not a good human being at all. At all. So you fuck her. <laughs> um, you know what? Look at that. I think we all have our moments. <laughs> even could even be. I mean, I think we're all a balance of both. I mean, yeah. we all have our moments. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, because yeah. we're naturally selfish. You know, well, I mean, humans are naturally selfish creatures. Like, so we all have our am moments. Am I a fuck girl? Mm-hmm. I might be a, I might. No. I know you. Don't give up, no. guys. No, no. Look, she's thinking about it now. You're right. Like, no, 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 no. She's like, no. oh, man. I might be Could I be a fuck girl? No, you're girl? not. You're not. Right. You're not. <laughs> It's that girl power right there. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. I just I know because I like if we're talking about fuck girl, fuck boy tendencies, like you don't exhibit those. Like you're not. I definitely agree with Alex. So dudes don't come outside with a plan. At, at all. No, not, not we're just trying to see where it's going. Well, not yeah. women. Like say, women are going with a plan. To an extent. With a plan. I would just like to say the, 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 the plan may not work. That is true. That discourages me from life. <laughs> are you going in, in with a plan though? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. No, but I, I think dudes no. go through changes yeah. too, though. Men, men, like somebody has said, um, because uh, I don't know if you guys know, is it, I want to talk about some hip hop. It's a hip hop, you know? <laughs> but what's his name? Waka Flocka came out and said he dead it all beef. He's mm. like, yo, if you, he said he's leaving hip hop, you know, he's a family man, he's married, he dead it all beef, he had any problems with you, XYZ. And then Remy Ma was saying on State of the Culture, like how dudes in their 30s will wake up one day and be like, well, I am going to do this. I'm going to be a good guy and I'm going to be mm-hmm. a good dad. It's not that. And everybody doesn't have that come to Jesus moment. But a lot of dudes, I feel like for them, it's just like one day, like we just go through a change. You yeah. know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Like I woke up one day and we just, I just saw the world differently. Mm-hmm. You know I've, I mean? Honestly, I, I have encountered that uh, in t- more times than one where it kind of seems like dudes have just decided that they wanted to be in a relationship. It was like, hmm. I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to be my wife. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Hold like, on, tell that. It's like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, this is, this is a dude that I recently was talking to. And it was like, he, he, he mentioned like, uh, something about like watching Netflix and saying that, um, the only thing that he's missing is a girlfriend. All of a sudden I, I noticed that he was just way more aggressive in his texts. Not aggressive, like, he wasn't saying anything aggressive, but he was just texting more. Like, he was being more consistent. It was just like, so did you just decide that you want to be in a relationship? It was like, well, we're talking, so 
You're the you one. Be my, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> congratulations, you're my girlfriend. And it's just like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Damn. Oh, right. So this is the game that we play. So why is he not a good candidate to be a boyfriend? Oh no, he's great. It's just I need because to see so something cool. underneath the like underneath you just deciding that you the want consistency. Well, 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 not, not necessarily it's a, it's, that. It's the control thing. Right, it, it's a, it's a, it's a subtle control kind of feeling. Because mm. while people want to feel chased, you don't want to feel that the other person has more control than you, right? Because to uh, ultimately to agree to be his girlfriend is to you, be to played by his game. Yeah, yeah. right. Because the, the romance is like I'm being chased, but I'm still in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's chasing me. Mm-hmm. Once he's like, okay, you're my girlfriend, or you're not. You're like, oh wait, 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 wait. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Give the man sound, <laughs> right? Ultimatums, right? I mean, it, I, I guess it. It. Uh, it I'm not mad at it. We all play it to some extent. As yeah. a female, it's like, well, not as, not as female, but for me personally, myself, it feels like I'll never actually be um, like. It, like I'll never find what it is that I want because it's like it's like you have that dude that's giving you what it is that you've been looking for that consistency but it's like for whatever reason it's not good enough like for whatever reason it's like it doesn't feel the way that you want it to and I'm chasing this feeling but what is that actual feeling like Jess always makes fun of me she goes oh so why'd you break up with him now did he chew weird when you yeah. went to dinner <laughs> yeah but I, I think that's yeah. that's part of being human though we're, we're nomadic creatures right mm-hmm. so the idea of monogamy and stay in one place it's it's counterintuitive to who we are as creatures right you know what I mean and Ultimately, we know marriages started off as a business transaction. It was a, a way to merge assets and things like that. And I think we put a lot of pressure on each other to to meet these certain goals at certain times in life. Yeah. And you miss very life. Very much so. Try, worrying about when you should have gotten married and when you yeah, should have right. had kids. And yeah, yeah. Third. And ultimately... There was, a chan- there was a point where they wanted to sell rings and homes and marriage and all those things so they made you feel like you need to be married at this point, point or yeah. you're doing something wrong let's also like, remember the fact that as women we literally do have a biological clock though. right so it's like you don't right. have that at the back of your but mind too, you don't need where... to be married to have kids facts you know, no, yeah. we're revolutionizing that. You don't. You well, don't need to be married I, to have kids. No, and, you can revolutionize it as much as you want to, but I will not be a single mom just because I'm already on. But just because you're, you're not married doesn't mean you're a single right. mom. You know what I'm saying? But I don't want to do a co-parent. I want to live in a household where, like, we wake up in the morning and we make pancakes. And, 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 and that's right, your truth. That's the plan before the person. And, and I think subconsciously... Yeah. So you want to slot him into it. I never disagreed with your plan. I, 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 I'm all about that. Yes, that's right. very true. Good luck with I think, that. And I think subconsciously, you're going you're gonna to do that. You're going to take the proper steps to make sure that happens subconsciously. Is it proper? You know, You know what she sounds like? No, nah, I don't say that's proper. I'm just saying that's what you're going to do for you. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that some women might not they, they, the idea of raising kids for them is not necessarily with a man or not necessarily in some women don't feel like they have to get married to have kids and I feel like that we shun that we shun them for feeling that way I think is right oh no not not actually, you personally no, but society right right you know I, I, I seem to say I absolutely do not I feel like it's I, I know what it is that I want but what is it I want is not what everybody else wants. So there's a, there's a lot of women out there that just they want to have a family and the family may not include the father but that's not me but what was it that you were going to say <laughs> oh, no, you, I see, you said you remind me I remind you of who? Sarah Dubois Who's Sarah Dubois? From the Boondocks Tom Dubois' wife <laughs> <laughs> Of what was her personality? You remember, you remember Tom Dubois? I do, yeah She had like She didn't have a lot of roles But yeah <laughs> And there was an episode Where she was upset Because he wasn't aggressive enough And she was like I want you to do the things I want you to do But because you want to do them <laughs> Yeah. No, no. I, 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 I 
Okay, okay don't struggle yeah, with a sister. Maybe. It's all right. <laughs> sister. When I think about it deeper. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, look at her. Look at her. She's struggling. She I, I want whomever it is to... to, to uh-huh. I, I want the yeah. person who that comes into my life to do it on their own. I'm not asking you to do it. If I think it's we not. all want that. Nobody wants, you know... That's, you don't yeah. want to deal with somebody for ulterior motives. Like, you want to be genuine. But if it's not natural, then I... Honestly, yeah. I, I really don't want it. Like, I, I think the number one thing that women do... Ideally, at least. I, the number one thing that women do that I think is wrong is to try to change a man. They meet him and it's like, yeah. I want this, that, and a third, and it's like, I'm going to make him do that. And honestly, that's not me. Yeah, people that's, don't change. Right, exactly. People do not change. Yeah. If you met him and he was a smoker and you and you try to stop him from smoking, like, yeah, you're trying to better his life, but he unless he decides to do it, that's right. the only way that's going to stop him. If you meet him and he is a right-winged like Trump supporter, he's going to be that right-wing Trump supporter till the day that he dies. Like you can try to change him, but you're not getting anywhere. Like for me, I I, I see what you're saying, uh, uh, how what it is that I have been saying could lead you to that. But honestly, I'm not in the business of changing. I don't get paid to change you. And if I'm not getting paid for it, then I'm not doing it. Like, I'm, I'm I, I. Well, you know, I could be like that Celia Leone cat. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, I still regret the fact that I didn't take his number. Like, damn. I, I forgot why I didn't take his phone number, but I should have, because he was handsome. Like, he was like tall, chocolate. He was like, you know, he had like strong. He had like Dwight Howard shoulders. He was like. <laughs> he chewed with. He chewed with. He was handsome. Like he was graduating with his masters. Not saying that's a big deal because I know Look, people you that said make... it. Yeah. No, I know why I asked you. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it's like big you know, enough deal. <laughs> there's people that make. Oh, I know people that haven't graduated with their uh, bachelors. That's making over 150 thousand. So trust me, that's not. It's a not thing. about a money thing. It's always about like the way but, how we view what's important. Ooh, he was fun. And why I didn't take his phone number? I still don't know. <laughs> still don't he know. wore gray sweatpants and she just. Oh, man. She was like, you African? Oh. Well, okay, I know the reason I said why I didn't take his phone number, but it was a foolish reason because I should have known that the reason why I didn't take his phone number was not going to be something that was long lasting. But I did want to be disrespectful to the person who I came there with, so okay. I didn't take mm, their phone number because okay. it was just like, okay, so you're going to go to a place to somebody like like if you're starting to date somebody, Return you're not gonna, <laughs> but you're not gonna go somewhere where you just met somebody and then get somebody else's phone number. Yeah. Like I, I feel it was it was a level of disrespect. So I didn't take it, but that is one of the regrets that I met. Oh, if so you are you listening, out somewhere with a dude. And yes, met a dude. yes, she that's met exactly a... what that's exactly mm. what happened. I got invited. I respect your character. Mm, yeah, I got I mean, invited by this dude, and it was like I just I for me to take his phone number would just been he hella disrespectful. Girl. I would have been. Was it the first day or the second? Was he date? there? It wasn't technically a date. Like, he oh was, wow. He, uh, I mean, no, I, 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 no, I, had, I had been out on dates with him before, but he, I respect it. But he invited me. I, I, do. I respect it. He invited it. me out to something that he was doing. So it, it wasn't a date, but we had been on dates. It, 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 it's, it's a classy move. <laughs> it's right. a classy I can't, move. I, can't, I, can't. No, I, mean, yeah. I want to, I want to dog you, but it's a classy move. No, that's, that's how you're supposed to do it. You know, I, I, that, it's I was classy. Like I thought it was disres- I thought it was disrespectful Listen. to take somebody else's right. number when he invited you to something that he's doing that he just wanted you to be a part of. And it's yeah, like, she puts good energy in the But universe. if you yeah. are listening, Sierra Leone, do I don't remember <laughs> what your name is, but my phone number is seven one eight. 
Cut it out. Cut it out. She came in on the podcast, bro. Cut it out. There's going to be a lot of Sierra Leone cats. It's just a... All right, can see nobody family. That's all we got this week. <laughs> We're gonna end it here. <laughs> At Joe Henry, American. Uh, Alex underscore Zephyr. Roni in the middle, like Moni in the middle. And Jay of Love. You guys been great. See you next week. Oh, we didn't talk about any of our topics.